everyone. Welcome to the Felicity Optimist versus Cynic podcast with us, your hosts, Melissa and Fish. This is a Felicity Rewatch podcast. We'll watch an episode each week and join you here to talk about it. And, you know, the reminder we always give, it's not a spoiler-free podcast, so there's a chance that we could talk about some things as we cover this episode that happen in future episodes of the show. And, you know, that's how it works. We're not spoiler-free. So I am Melissa, and I'm here with my adorable co-host, Fish. Aw. Fish, how are you doing today? I'm good. Uh, it's been a busy day, and this this was an interesting episode. Um, just like everything else, I didn't remember Avery, and I don't know. I from what you had said, I thought you know maybe she's an EMT or something like that. It never even occurred to me that Avery would be the one who got shot. That yeah. did not did not occur to me. Yeah, a character we just met. Um is the one who takes the bullet literally uh mm-hmm. well hey, hey what are we talking about today i mean we're already kind of getting into it we're talking about season three episode 12 girl fight the original air date was april 18th 2001 and remember you know this is what the last episode was in like december I think it was december 13th or something like that so it's been a solid several months at this point for people who were watching it real time. Um, and this one was directed by Lawrence Trilling and written by Jennifer Levin. Some names we've heard many times all the way back from season one. Mm-hmm. And the episode description here is, the collegiate drama picks up with the aftermath of the shots fired at the Christmas party by Molly's ex, James. The unfolding days and months reveal how the incident affects the friends in different ways as the survivors come to grips with their experience. Avery, Kristen Lehman, feels a bond with Ben after he helps to save her life. Fish? I mean, should we... that's, that's pretty much what happened. I mean, there's some other stuff, but I think, you know, as these summaries go, that was a pretty good one. That was a pretty good one. Yeah. So it feels like we have to take this one in order. Yeah. Because there was so much just integration between all the stories. So, you know, what I do find interesting about this one is the commitment to documentary style much more than we've seen recently. Um, they revived the style for this episode and used it a lot. You know, it wasn't just like there have been some times recently where we've seen like, oh, this scene for a moment is done in documentary style. But this was. I don't know. I wonder how that landed for you. I think it makes sense to me when I look at it, because this really feels like a chance to get the inner thoughts of people around an incident in a way that might not have happened organically this far out. So. I I think this works for me as a style. I think it makes sense for this. It is a little tricky that they're using it inconsistently across episodes, but. Yeah. I mean, it's not the worst thing. Like tapes to Sally. Um, (laughs) For me anyway. Yeah, that's worse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And they had a number of, you know, interesting 
things that they did with the camera in this. So I, I did like the documentary style here, but you know, I also liked how it opened with basically this. like the Blair Witch Project, right? It was a handheld camera. Handheld cam. Uh, and I just you know, wrote party chaos. Yeah, that's exactly the first two words of my notes as well. Party <laughs> dash chaos. Ah. Handheld cam is the next part that I wrote. Um, <laughs> I think, you know, Lawrence Trilling was the director on the episode where we saw the Molly and James trying to break up but didn't break up scene, right? Oh. And we I was remarking, I think we were both remarking on how interesting the camera angles and the shots mm. and just the, the thought of the conception of how to do that scene was. And here we are again where this episode opened and I was just, I loved this style because... Mm -hmm the choice of the handheld and it being sort of shaky and it and it like trying to track characters as if you know as if it were another person running through the scene which it was <laughs> <laughs> um it felt right for some a moment like this where it matched the chaos and the energy of what that would have been absolutely um so yeah, we come in and I think Sean is sort of talking first. Um, well, Noel asks what happened. And then Sean and Tracy, it seems like they're coming back in. Yeah, because they were chasing James mm -hmm. and they said they lost him. Yeah. Um, I'm like, really? Like you on the street, him? like they went to Broadway to find the guy. Yeah, I was like, are yeah. you? kidding like you ran after the guy with the gun who still clearly has bullets left I mean, you only yeah. hit two people so well you know when they close out from the last episode we heard one shot right or did yeah. we hear more we heard one we heard one i always thought that elena had been grazed by the same bullet that hit avery but are we thinking it's Could two be. different bullets no, it could have just been one. I mean, my point is, there are still bullets in the gun. Yeah, Don't yeah. chase him. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, and that's the man. thing. I mean, I, I think what we're seeing here is, um, you know, this immediate aftermath, at, still at the party, right after the gunshot, when pretty much the only person in the whole room who seems to have himself together is Ben. I don't know. I... I thought that everyone was really calm for what had just happened. You know, I think sometimes calm was shock. Could have been shock, but it certainly seemed calm. I mean, mm -hmm. you've you've got Molly just sitting there saying, you know, it's my fault, and Felicity trying to comfort her, but also trying to find Ben. Ben is I there. mean, Molly was curled up in like almost a fetal sitting position on the floor and saying, this is my fault. This is my fault. So to me, that read only as shock, not as calm um, and and yeah. guilt. I, I think that she was dealing with it by putting it on herself. Um, well, I thought I Elena was in shock as well. Yeah. I thought that well, like, some Felicity people sort of- is calm in terms of yeah. she gets the ambulance and- Ben is is calm and Avery seems fairly calm. And I only, you know, I haven't like been in this situation. 
So I don't know how, how everyone would react, but I remember, um, you know, I'm used to earthquakes because I'm from California and they're not that big a deal, but there was an earthquake on the East Coast oh. and it was a big deal because people didn't know about it. And I just remember this guy getting up, screaming earthquake and like beelining, like running out the door and then down like nine flights of stairs and people followed him. Like, of course you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to like wait and make sure there's no aftershocks and stuff like that. But like literally people's reactions were scream and run. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, you guys seem fairly calm. It, it seemed like, especially Ben and Felicity. Mm-hmm. So it seemed like, you know, Felicity seemed like she was doing the things that you'd want her to be doing. She did seem like her voice was a little rattled and she was probably breathing a little heavy for the situation. So I can't imagine her vitals were stable, but she was doing the things you want her to do. And that was important for us as the viewer because really the camera's tracking her as she encounters all the different people at this party. Like we're, we're get, we get the Noel, Sean, Tracy conversation, but then it's through Felicity that we're seeing Molly. It's through Felicity that we see Elena, who we see that she's bleeding from her arm. It doesn't mm-hmm. look like it's uncontrollable. She's standing, but she looks shocked. Um, and then Felicity goes from there to seeing Ben sit like kneeling on the floor next to Avery, who's lying down and her stomach was shot. I think it was her stomach that was shot. Um, like it. And and then, you know, Felicity is able to have that conversation with Ben and he's saying, call you, get help. And she calls the ambulance. So she, we're really kind of, the handheld camera is sort of tracking where Felicity is moving, which gives us a window into everybody yeah. along the way. Um, and it's one of those things where, you know, when you do disaster training or I think even maybe CPR training and things like that, you know, they always say, don't say something like call the ambulance or like get help. You're supposed to make sure the person's looking you right in the eye and say, call 911 because a lot of people's minds just go blank. And Mm -hmm. so when he said, call the ambulance, like, and then she goes over and calls an ambulance. I, I don't know. It just struck me as like, they were very, um, together in control yeah they were very together given the situation which i don't think is wrong i just think it's notable mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah um so ben i think at the point when we get to ben we stay with ben for a bit here we're going to keep coming back to these two this ben and avery pairing because ben is trying to keep avery calm who you know she she looks a bit in shock as well here um she's they're sort of compressing the wound and he's you know advising her to stay calm and to keep breathing and he's he's not leaving her side um he's really trying to be a consistent presence for her to keep her regulated yeah and i mean when when the emts come in and he gets into the ambulance with her you can just see this kind of look on Felicity's face. I mean, it's, I don't know. It's almost 
maybe a little surprised. I, I don't know. It was a weird look. I also, can we just, can you do that if you're not a family member? I think if you're holding the wound, you can. Okay. I mean, I don't think he was holding the wound at that point, but like when he got in, but then he was like by her side. Um, so I don't know. I think I needed to fact check that for myself because for some reason yeah. in my head, I thought you had to be like immediate family. And I so that disrupted also, my view a little bit. Yeah. It, and you know what? Sometimes people break the rules. Yeah. Um, but you know, he's like holding her hand, he's keeping her calm. And I also mm -hmm. think there's, there's something to that. And so if they see medical value in it, mm -hmm. it's probably a judgment call on the yeah. MT's um, side. And he seemed to think, I mean, from their interaction, the MT seemed to think that Ben was helping. He was like, keep talking to her, like, keep her in conversation. And, and I would say, it seemed like he was, you know, yeah. like, I also would have the same assessment. He really had Ben had some really solid composure, whether or not he had all the skill set he needed. I think that his composure was the really valuable asset in that moment. Um, and it didn't seem like he was doing a lot of wrong stuff. So I think, you know, he, it was good for her that he was at that party. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I don't know how this turns out, but it kind of made me think, like, maybe Ben will end up, like, end up being the doctor. Um, because, you know, he's gotten involved in this now. Uh, and he was. He had good, like, bedside manner and everything. So... I love that you... That you go there in your brain. Um, this incident has a really deep impact on Ben. And I think... In this episode, they're certainly painting a picture of Avery, Avery as being a disruptor in a sort of Greg-esque way, but she's more <laughs> sinister perhaps about it or like entitled mm -hmm. about it than maybe Greg ever was. But yeah. I think they're they're putting her in there as a similar to Greg Force of like, this is a wedge between Felicity and Ben. Mm -hmm. But it, the thing is, it isn't exactly Avery that's the disruptor for Ben. It's this incident. Yeah. Like this changed his life. And I think I loved the way that they shot the ambulance scene. Mm -hmm. Like that. Let's talk about the that. makeup. Like Avery. So she flatlines mm -hmm. and they have to put the paddles to her and they put this shot just on her face and her makeup and her eyes are open mm -hmm. like everything about this the this series of shots where they're shocking her i mean even as a viewer mm -hmm. i felt that she before they cut to like that zoomed in version of her face while they were using the defibrillator her face was already blue when they when we first see her in the amb mm -hmm. ambulance like so they're they the makeup must have been really working on her yeah. um because they probably did these scenes a bunch of times so I, they must have had to like track these scenes based on like how blue avery was <laughs> you know because there was a real progression that we saw mm -hmm. and it was upsetting you know like to get yeah. that first shot in the ambulance and you see ben still being pretty calm mm -hmm. and 
Avery does not look okay. No. <laughs> You're like, this is taking a turn for the worse. Like the really worse. <laughs> yeah. She's she's in bad bad shape. Yeah. And at one point, Ben is just, you know, looking at the EMT and saying, like, her hand is getting cold. Mm-hmm. But he's not talking to her. He's not panicking about it. You know, he's reporting the facts. Yeah. He's like, this has happened. And he seems a little concerned. He's like, is there something else I should be doing? Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, I like this little conversation that they had that felt so real to me where the guy's like, no, she's looking pretty good. Just trying to, uh, I guess, Mm -hmm. keep spirits up in the ambulance. And Ben's like, hear that, Avery? They say you're looking good. And Avery is like, just bought this dress yeah <laughs> i mean, like it's a nice dress and like that is ex- i feel like that is exactly the conversation you'd be having she just so, got shot through the dress mind. she just yeah. bought you know <laughs> yeah yeah i remember um i remember i had a friend a teammate in uh club gymnastics when i was younger who broke her arm and she was wearing a long sleeve leotard at practice and they had to cut off her sleeve Mm-mm. to get to fix her to you know like address the the clear the obviously broken arm and man the thing she was thinking about was having to cut the sleeve off that leotard <laughs> it was like and she wasn't a fashion person you know it was just like that was so um it was so jarring to her mm-hmm. uh because she couldn't focus on the thing that was actually jarring and this felt exactly the same. It felt so real. Yeah. But and she... I, I felt the same way when Ben was like, so I'm going to go to Florida. I'm going to get a tan. What are you planning on? Like, you just mm-hmm. pull out whatever is the first thing in your mind that is, you know, that has nothing to do with what's currently going on. Yeah. I, I just found um, I'm just pulling up all the gymnastic stories now. I, I found I was looking through some old some old stuff recently, and I found a note from a friend from college gymnastics who had it was like maybe one of the scarier injuries I had ever seen, just in terms of the wow, what that could have been. She had torn her Achilles on the takeoff of a really hard tumbling pass, and Oof. thank God the coach was there because she would have had a much worse injury of landing on her neck when mm-hmm. she lost momentum, and the coach just like grabbed her in the air and flipped her to get to a safe landing position, but she had still torn her Achilles. And I, it was like the middle of a nor'easter or about to be. And we, uh, the coaches were like, we can't have everybody going to the hospital. We can't, we can't have that. And so they were like, one of you could come. Hmm. So I got in the car with her and I stayed with her. And, and so I just found a note from her from, I don't know, like senior year or something when she was just like reflecting on her journey together. She's like, thanks for talking about Christmas with me in the car on the ride over to the hospital. It's like, we talked about Christmas. <laughs> wow. Just trying to get their mind off it. Yep. Yeah. I can totally imagine like all the questions that I would have been asking her about Christmas. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is the stuff you do. It's like, must distract person in pain yes. probably dying like yes. what do i talk about and then later later on mm-hmm. whatever happens to them happens and you're like we had a conversation about turtles mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're like that was the last thing 
<laughs> that I said to them. It was about turtles or Christmas or getting a tan in Florida. Yeah. And it's that just, makes you a, a good person to have um, been dealing with that. I like I like your I like your take on that. Way to go, Cynic. Um yeah, you're welcome. Way to be an optimist. I love it. <laughs> but yeah, the the shots of this, again, I mean Lawrence Trilling. I'm really excited to see future episodes that he directed now that I am so aware of some of the great stuff that he's done with these camera shots before. Um, I think I'll be more and more clued into it. But yeah, watching, having that real like increasing zoom in onto Avery's face, as you know that they're using the defibrillator on her and her whole body is getting shocked, but you're staring into her practically dead eyes Probably in this moment, they're supposed to be dead eyes. Mm-hmm. She's blue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's just. And it they hold it kind of long. Yeah. They go through two shocks with her eyes open. I was like, how did you do that? Mm-hmm. It made me wonder if they just like had an Avery doll or something. You know, like. She looked real. She I don't know so if real. maybe somebody like put eye drops in or something like that. That was a long time to not so blink. Really long time not to blink. Especially when they're you're supposed to be ma- pretending to be shocked, you know, <laughs> and she was yeah. like arching her whole back and somehow yeah. still looked dead. I don't I, I don't know. know. Maybe they put some sort of like I don't know, like Botox or like something to paralyze her face or like maybe there was tape holding her eyes. I like, I feel like they must've done something cause that seemed like her. That did not look like yeah. a doll. Yeah. I'll so, tell you folks. Look, Lawrence Trilling, I mean, yeah, great shots, but also regardless of anything that I'm going to say about the character, heads mm-hmm. up, I'm going to say stuff about the character. Mm-hmm. Um, the actress is great. Yeah. she's great and i will say like i don't know what you're about to say about avery the character i imagine there's much hatred for her in the felicity community for all the reasons (laughs) you're already seeing in this episode but the thing is i think she's really important but more important than her is this thing that just happened with her and ben Mm -hmm. and when I, you know, I've sort of joked in the past about how we get to old man Ben by season four. Mm-hmm. And I think there are, you know, a few like things that get him there. But him experiencing this trauma is one. And I think that, you know, it will go on a little bit of a journey in the next however many like immediate episodes about him figuring out what this was. I don't think he knows right now. And I think that Avery is this really forceful sort of force of nature. I get what I want kind of person. And I think in the initially that could like wash over him and everybody, Mm -hmm. it seems. But Avery is not a forever character on this show. So like we're the impact of this will last forever for Ben and in a way. And I think in this moment, the question is, what does this mean to everybody? Yeah. 
And I, I don't the know if their answer itself. today is the same as it will be, you know? Yeah. I mean, that'll be interesting to see. Um, because, I mean, it, it did just happen as we're talking about, but then they give it, you know, three months later, right? So they've had some time to reflect on it. And then I guess we'll continue to see their their thoughts and their journey after that. I mean, what I found interesting as I was watching it, because I, I was really sensitive to the Avery character because I'd heard so much about her, right? Mm -hmm. And so, but I'd also heard so much about Greg. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't, I really don't mind Greg. Like I have, if anything, I have pity for Greg. Yeah. Right. I think he was actually a good guy. Mm -hmm. um, and so I went into this thinking, all right, like that's the way I'm going to look at Avery. And like it, where I started with her and how I felt about her changed throughout the episode. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I can bottom line it for you now so we can think about it from the perspective of what I thought by the end, which mm -hmm. will be relevant, or we could just go through it and I could talk about like how my thoughts changed. Let's do that, okay. the second one. I think that's interesting because it's the journey. it's the journey you went on, it's the journey the viewer goes on, and it's the journey Felicity goes on. Mm -hmm. Because I think she's the most in tune with what mm -hmm. Avery's up to. Um, so, okay, so we move from the day of to we're now going to get a documentary style interview, except it's kind of upgraded. We've got more of a formal yes. backdrop. <laughs> I thought that too. I was, I mean, I liked the gray background, you know, the sort of curtain look. It, it was very, it was definitely a more professional look. Yeah. And my sense is that this is after the incident, but not long after the incident, because we haven't gotten the three months later card yet. So yeah. this is maybe, I don't know, I couldn't really tell how long after. It seemed like the characters were able to process things a little bit more. So it didn't feel like the next day. Well, so if we think about it, when did Tracy say he was leaving for Africa? Wasn't it like three days? Yeah. And so, so he said, be. like, I'm leaving on like Monday. Mm -hmm. So like, it's got to be within a three day period. Okay. So there you have it. Um, so we're getting this more formally set up interview of, of everybody. And... We're just getting sort of the quick hits of what everybody's thinking. So first, Ben opens with Avery died. Yeah, he's really focused on that. Yeah, and it's a misdirect that won't last for very long. But uh, his, in his experience, she died in the ambulance for a yep. moment. Mm -hmm. Then Felicity is going to jump in and say, it's like a bad dream. Like, this doesn't happen to people you know, people that you care about. Mm -hmm. I thought that was interesting that she said care about. I was wondering yeah, who she got was. Shot. Everyone got traumatized. I yeah. mean, it was a party in their apartment. Yeah. Yeah. So, so she, in your mind, she was talking about sort of everybody but Avery. I mean, I think she she wasn't necessarily leaving her out on purpose. She was mm -hmm. just thinking about the people she knew. Yeah. Yeah. 
Then um, we're going to see how Noel's yeah. handling this, which is, I think, a delight of this episode, really. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just love almost all the dialogue they gave him in this episode. He, uh, you can see right away where he is. He's like, you know, he's, he's, he's the master of the news story metaphor, where he's mm. like, you ever see those stories about people who... You know, they were supposed to catch a plane, but then they were just running, you know, they got in a traffic jam, ran, ran five minutes late, and then the plane crashed and they weren't on it. Um, just like the randomness of it all is, I think, the the thing he's trying to get to. And he says, that that's me. I was tying my shoelace at the party. James mm-hmm. shoots the gun. Bullet whizzes over my head. Wow. Yep. I mean, he's right. I mean, that kind of is the situation. That's what happened. I have to think that James wasn't really aiming. He was just going to shoot anybody because why, why Noel, you know, and why Elena and why Avery, you know, so. um, Slash he was high and didn't have good aim. Yeah, either one, right? It doesn't seem to me that the intention was to hit any of those people. Yeah, or people, you know, he walked in with a gun and someone tried to rush him. And he just shot yeah. and then ran. Yeah. Yeah. And it was sort of like a, as his arm was moving, yeah. this is who happened to get it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, because in your initially when you were saying that you were worried, you know, some episodes, some episodes ago when you were saying you were worried it was Ben that was going to get hit. I was like, well, that would make sense if James yeah. were aiming. I, I was be thinking Ben or Molly. He, yeah. Absolutely. Those are the two people he'd be most likely to hit. Um, yeah. But then we're going to cut back to Ben and he's going to say, you know, but the shock worked and Avery's alive. And, you know, they brought her back. Yeah, I thought this was really interesting because Sean, I think Sean says something at this point, like, that's amazing. And Ben looks into the camera and says, it was more than amazing. And I was yeah. like, he, you know, he's, he's putting very intense voice yeah i was like he's 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 really going to be affected by that if that's what he thinks yes you've highlighted exactly the right thing in your brain but he doesn't know yet what the i think avery is a real confusing factor but i think the fact that you clocked him looking dead into the camera with intense focus and a whispery voice and saying it was more than amazing. Hold that in your heart. Because <laughs> <laughs> like Avery gets makes things weird, but at the end of the day, it was the saving of Avery that I think he's gonna get to as like the real impact for him. Yeah. Um like just life, a life. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That even in this moment, you can see that that's important to him. And I think he needs to figure out what that means to him. I mean, it means many years later, he's going to become a doctor on Grey's Anatomy. That's what it means. That's what it means. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Finally realizes the dream. Um, It's always nice to see. Okay. So if I'm being really (laughs) honest with you, I did just finish watching Under the Dome. I thought I'm going to skip uh. over the first several episodes. I'm going to pick up where I think I left off. I'm not going to try to do it again. And I'll be honest mm. with you guys. 
the people that I didn't think were great actors at the start, they were still not great actors by the end, but I plowed through because I wanted to see Eddie Cahill. Mm -hmm. And I will just say that in that show, eventually, minor spoiler, (laughs) Eddie Cahill's character goes to maybe AA or like is part of a similar type of group. And I was like, this feels complete. <laughs> it Isn't it nice? Um, you know, sometimes <laughs> you get typecast. Yeah. It's like he can only be hired from now on as an assistant, an addict, or a hockey player. Yeah. That's and it. I will be very clear with you all. I'm not recommending that show. I'm just saying, <laughs> if you feel like you need to close the loop. You can also watch James. Friends. Yeah. Okay. That might be your better option. I don't know. Um, or Miracle. Eddie, Eddie Cahill is fine in that show. I'm just saying the show itself is horrific. Uh, it's, it's, it's okay. It's not good. Um, yeah. It was but so I do, ridiculous. I do love the the end of James, right? The fact that Molly tells us and they're like, and she says, well, James is in jail now. They found him in a dumpster. Hiding behind for, the dumpster. Oh, I thought he was in the dumpster. <laughs> no, and I was like, for still. all the times I said it was a dumpster fire of a show, I was like, this is perfect. Yeah. Well, well you know, behind the dumpster mind, fire of a show. He's in the dumpster. Okay. That, I'm not going to ruin this for you. All right. That's, that's canon now. Yeah. Um, there, there was lettuce on his head and, you know, <laughs> pulled out of the dumpster. Uh, he's a mess, that James. Yeah. Um, then we're going to get Tracy, who, again, at this point, it's a day or two or three, probably a day or two, maybe mm-hmm. one, that he's supposed to be leaving for this Crossroads Africa experience program. And uh, Tra- Elena just got shot. So right. Tracy is saying, look, I I didn't, didn't really want to go to Africa anymore. And then Elena told me I should. I didn't think he was going to go. Like, if Elena got shot, I thought Tracy would stay. Yeah. And I did think it was a potential that Elena got shot so that Tracy would stay as, like, part of the plot. Yeah, but Tracy Um, goes anyway. Yeah. I mean, I think... I guess I'm glad he does because elena getting shot doesn't change the core fundamental problems of their relationship and this is uh, i'm glad that elena told him to go yeah she has a support system i mean i yeah she probably needed tracy and we see she goes a little off the rails without him but i but i think in a at least well this isn't the worst coping mechanism kind of way (laughs) um but yeah i think i'm I guess I'm glad for Tracy that he that he left. I mean, I I guess in an ideal world for me, Tracy says, you know, I don't want to go to Africa. Elena said, you know, is very supportive and says you should still go. And he says no. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, it, it like changes the dynamic and makes their relationship a lot more solid. And they now have this experience. Um, you know, I I would have liked to have seen that, um, especially given how it turns out 
uh, when he gets back, but um, he could, you know, he could have gone later and had had the experience. Uh, so I, I was a little disappointed that he went. Mm-hmm. I was. Okay, that's fair. Well, we do get the confirmation that Elena had, so it was her shoulder that was hit, but I guess she's feeling like uh, she's lucky that it yep. wasn't worse. I guess that that's the the takeaway from her. Probably because she says, I'm lucky. Yeah, yeah. That's, it's interesting that I read through those subtle cues. <laughs> I yeah. picked up on that. Good Not job. everybody would. <laughs> I'm whip smart, okay? (laughs) (laughs) So then Tracy confirms he's leaving Friday. Who knows how many days that is away? Could be one, could be two, could be today. Maybe today is Friday and he just doesn't have his wits about him. Um, Molly is saying she's going back to England. So do we just never see Molly again? No, we do continue to see Molly again. I am sorry, Fish. Does she have any meaningful story? Not that I remember, but we will see her again. Gosh, I, I assumed they were getting rid of James. They were getting rid of Molly and just dump her. Yeah, my condolences right. to you. I know that's not what you want to hear. And, no. and honestly, like, she kind of, from what I remember, is just sort of like the friend still, at, you know, when she comes back. There isn't. Look, now, when they actually gave her something to do, I was happy for her to be in the show. Mm-hmm. It was the whole month where they gave her nothing to do. And then apparently if they're going to bring her back and give her nothing to do, I, again, I'm going to be upset. Well, then prepare to be upset is what I'm saying to you. Um, There's a bit more of that coming in your future. So we're going to skip to three months later. We are going to get our official three months later card. Time has elapsed and we are going (laughs) to get um, really. (laughs) So we're going to get thoughts about gun control as portrayed by the show through Javier in the weirdest, most comical ways you can manage to talk about that. It's brilliant. Um, I love I, it. Yeah, I love it. I think that regardless of where you stand on it, you know the show is giving you the show's thoughts. But mm-hmm. because it's coming through Javier's words, yes. it's just so weird. But and it's like, also hilarious. It was so funny. Every like, line he had was so funny to me. It's kind of brilliant. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's yeah. just, it's like his musings out loud. And you're yeah. just, you know, he's, he's saying, you know, um, they say that people, no, they say that guns don't kill people, that people kill people. That's like saying... Butter knives don't spread butter. People spread butter. But it's still not a smart thing to say. <laughs> it's, just, it's so like, it's it's just, I think regardless of where you stand on this issue, it's still just like Javier being Javier. Javier yeah. And it's, it's uh, I thought actually a really good way to do it. Yeah. Um, and the thing that I noticed about it first is that the thing they have Javier doing while yes. he's saying all these things is he's arranging a giant vase of flowers, which I couldn't for the life of me think that I had ever seen flowers of like a, a vase of flowers that size in Dean. And De- I don't know if I've ever seen flowers in that place ever. 
Um, where does this vase go? It is have, a have I been huge, missing it? It was a huge vase. However, I don't know how you would make a small arrangement of Bird of Paradise. Yeah. Like they are large centerpiece flowers. Uh, I guess I'm just, I think that there isn't probably usually flowers in Dean and DeLuca because I don't know where you put them. But mm. he's, his task today is he's arranging yeah. the flowers. <laughs> Yes. That goes somewhere in Dina DeLuca. And so, but it's We're all talking in service about guns. Of joke. Yeah. Because at the end, well, first well, of wait, all. He, so there's this one line that I had, I just loved. He, he looks at the camera and just in his very Javier fashion says, I have zero guns. Yes, zero. <laughs> it's like, and then we get to the joke that explains this activity he's been doing. He's like, the only thing that should have pistols is flowers. <laughs> and you're like, ah, yes, that explains which, why you're doing bird this. did he mess up this time? Ah, pistol. Okay, got it. Hmm. It's a Javierism. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, so that is the show putting their official stance on this issue in the weirdest possible way. That was <laughs> yes. most delightful and gave us weird quotable things. Um, yeah. Butter knives don't spread butter. People spread butter. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, cool. So now we're going to get to... And by the way, we're still documentary style for the Javier stuff. And we're going to mm -hmm. stay that way when we go to Elena. Elena has found a coping mechanism. <laughs> yes, she has. It's and like assassins, but more deadly. You're right. Mm -hmm. that, that, I think that really actually does line up really well with what we've seen about her. So she's healed now, but she didn't feel safe. So she wanted to feel safe. And she's going to take a university-sponsored self-defense class. And yeah. that is... She would like Felicity to come with her. And the yeah. way that she is going to try to convince Felicity is to pop out of random places and attack her. And say, yeah. you would have died if yeah. I had been a real attacker. Yeah, so we go non-documentary now, and we're going to see Elena do a takedown of Felicity. Just coming home in the apartment, and just Elena comes out of the woodworks and takes her down. Her. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you get the sense that this has been happening a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those, I can't remember what show it was, whether it was Pink Panther with Peter Sellers or something, but this is a this is a thing where... Like the rich guy has hired someone to like constantly attack him to like keep his skills up. Um, and so I just thought it was a, a nice little sort of throwback to that. Yeah. All right, now I'm going to say a sentence that I never thought I would say. Okay. I love Felicity's sweater. What? This is an amazing sweater. I, I don't it only took three seasons and a gunshot but finally she has an absolutely beautiful purple amazing sweater on well, okay yeah all right mark then. the date and time never thought I'd say that well here you have it folks uh, broken clocks are still right twice a day <laughs> <laughs> um anyway 
God bless her. Carrie Russell is given a whole bunch of exposition here yes. to deliver. While she's on the ground. Yeah. It's holding her down. The thing is, what you get a sense of from this moment is that, and from the things that they have her say, is that a whole bunch of Felicity's friends have gone a little extreme in the way they're coping. And Felicity's the grounded one who seems to just try to normalize everything. <laughs> like, this is not what I took away from this. I felt that everyone was dealing with it in their own way. And okay. the way that Felicity was dealing with it is by um, continually having something to do, pushing okay. stuff forward. And that is, you know, a way to deal. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a certain reaction type. And mm-hmm. so I saw that as like, that's her reaction. You know, Ben's got this reaction. Noel's got the, you know, everyone has their own reaction. Mm-hmm. And Felicity's may like, quote, seem the most normal from before the shooting. Mm-hmm. But honestly, after the shooting, all of these reactions are normal. I mean, they mm-hmm. just had somebody come in and and kill someone. I mean, it was just for a minute. But Mm -hmm. this is a big deal. I mean, the first time you see this is a really life-changing moment. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, people deal differently. They just do. Well, so Felicity is on the floor telling Elena, like, Elena, again with this. Um, you know, she's like, look, I have so, like, I would love to take the class, but I have so much going on. You know, like, I've got work, I've got classes, and I'm dealing with Knowles as an existential crisis. And, you know, <laughs> it's, she's rattling off the list of everything you're going to see her have to do Yep. for the rest of the episode. So Elena, you know, lets her up and then Elena's going to leave. She's like, lock the door. Finally. Yeah. Finally. There is some evidence in this episode that they start locking their door. Yes. I've been waiting for this. It's the moment. It's happened. And so Felicity is going to call Noel because they've got to get Loser Pet Store done. They've got an assignment with a deadline. Noel's not really into it. No, he's having an existential crisis. He sure is. Nothing but... matters. The, the world is just random. Like, yeah. what is life? What is meaning? Why bother? Yeah. I just love so many of the things that they get them to say <laughs> in this episode, all in that vein. So yeah. he wants to end this conversation because there's a knock on the door. So he he's like, fine. And he, he agrees to work on Loser Pet Store, mostly just to get out of the conversation. And then he goes to the door. And Avery's there, standing on her own two feet, looking not blue. Yeah. I mean she's gorgeous she -hmm. is absolutely gorgeous and she is dressed impeccably and from the second you see her or at least from the second i saw her i was like she has money she has style she has taste she's put together she's gorgeous Mm -hmm. she's a threat and another thing that you might be thinking is i mean she looks so much like Ruby. I mean, it's not, it's not so much yes, that I did the, I mean the whole blonde thing, but she is, I mean, I apologize to the actresses here. I'm sorry. She is 
she is considerably more beautiful than Ruby. And Uh-oh. if I really were to compare her to anyone, it would be more Maggie, especially even in the style department and like the way she's put together. But yeah. even there, she trumps Maggie. I mean, yeah. Her stuff is just expensive. I mean, it's quality. Yeah, she comes from money for sure. Maggie worked to make the money that she should. Maggie has stability. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she has works nice for herself. You know, she, uh, she's the she culture. The she money. lived in Japan. Like, yeah, there's that, but you can see that, um, Avery comes from money and, mm-hmm. but I would say like facial construction wise, I don't really see that much of a resemblance other than the hair between Maggie and Avery, but I do between Avery and, and Ruby. Um, hmm. I don't know, just an observation. Maybe, maybe that's like uh they should have given one of them a wave in their hair or something. I don't know. Yeah. I was going to say they both had straight hair, so that could have been part of it. And Maggie had like wavy hair, Yeah, but, um, She's a lot, a lot taller, I think. And and she's, the word I would use for her is statuesque. Oh. Like she's got this, she's, she's got relatively like broad shoulders and she's tall and she just has this presence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Avery is looking for Ben. Noel doesn't immediately clock who she is. So at this moment, when they're having a conversation, he doesn't recognize her yet. And she's looking for Ben. She's like, does he live here? Noel's like, depends define. how you define live. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay. <laughs> this is the address I... where he gets his mail. <laughs> so she's holding a gift for Ben. And uh, she comes in. She's going to leave a message. And then while she's writing, she's telling Noel the message. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Shows what no, you got to do for look, writing. Two forms. You know, she's just making sure that he gets mm-hmm. the message. Because it's frankly, like does Noel look like a guy who's going to remember this message right now? No, really. Not. No. Um, so Noel is suddenly realizing who this is when well because she says first of all i love that they like almost every character at some point says her full name this is avery swanson guys yes her name is said so many times (laughs) in this episode she shows up so many times that they're clearly trying to annoy us as the audience Mm -hmm. and like it wasn't working Mm -hmm. and honestly i don't think just saying her name and having her show up would have worked for me like i still think i could have liked her um so at this point i'm like all right like she could be trouble but like maybe it's gonna be for noel or like you know maybe she's just like a stumbling block or whatever um but i don't think anything bad about her i'm like you know she showed up she looks great she's gorgeous she brought a gift like seems nice Mm -hmm. absolutely well, Noel now knows who this is. He is awestruck. He's like, Avery is the hero he didn't know he needed, <laughs> but now he has her. And he sees her standing on her own two feet, stable. And he has questions. It's like, okay, you would get this. Doesn't it all seem pointless? It doesn't life feel like some sort of stupid cosmic whim? Because this is how he's processed this event. 
And Mm -hmm. she says, well, actually, I had the exact opposite reaction to this. I, for me, this gave me purpose, a new purpose. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, I did not read an uh uh-oh into that. Yeah. I I mean, she says- On the face of it, it sounds good. Yeah, she was like, you know, it, it helped me reprioritize and gave me a new purpose. And I was like, you know, all good. Yeah. Um, it's actually something good to say to Noel since, again, crisis. Yeah. So we're going to switch over from them to a Sean and Megan scene. I I love this plot for Megan. Yeah. I um, really enjoyed it. So Megan was assigned a work-study position. She's supposed to be a TA for the university elementary school. I didn't know that was a thing but maybe yes it was um i thought it was i mean she did say it was work study and for some reason i wrote down work study and then just thought oh it's actually part of a class um but no it's work study so yeah i mean i can understand if it was daycare or something like that i the having an elementary school associated with the university does seem weird yeah I can understand having like programmatic relationships between a freestanding school and your uh, elementary school and your university school. I just don't know that I buy the university sponsoring an entire elementary school. Yeah, but um, but anyway, this is what we this is what we were given. Yeah, this is what we were given, and (laughs) I'm I'm guessing that uh, Megan's a psych major here, so this is irrelevant. work study program they're they've assigned her to work with kids though and she's not into it and she doesn't like kids they smell yeah i also would like to add there are sticky children are sticky okay well there you have it Mm -hmm. they she uses a term here that you would not be able to use today i don't think uh but one that was used a fair amount around that time i would say um she uses the derogatory for little people mm-hmm. and uh, and then proceeds to say, actually, they're children. Yeah. And I think um, it's one of those things that feels really weird to hear now. Yeah. But you just don't hear it in shows anymore. And I'm not even sure how well publicized it is that it's a derogatory term. But you don't hear shows use it anymore. Mm-mm. Um, yeah, and I always all right. See now I have to tell stories too. Whenever I hear anything about little people, it just takes me back to the weirdest story that my mom ever told. She was like on vacation and she went to sleep. Um, she like fell asleep beside a pool, like in one of those pool chair, like deck chairs. Mm-hmm. And when she woke up, it was all little people huh? in the pool on the deck chairs and her and that was it what gulliver's was it gulliver's travels that i'm thinking of that was yeah there there are both giants and and like really really tiny people in that um but yeah she was like this this seemed like a dream but Mm -hmm. no this it just happened to her well, and, you know, she's feeling like she can't go back to the playground. She's getting a 
mild panic attack you can see here uh maybe or she's just feeling anxiety and she can't go back to the playground i mean remember the playground is where she was betrothed to greg <laughs> some years back anxiety yeah yes. this this is bringing up some harsh memories for her but is. sean is not getting it he's like no you'll have fun it's fine it's fine <laughs> Well, I mean, eventually he does calm her down. He rubs her shoulders. He is comforting her. And then when she calms down, he's like, get over it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I have to say, I just have to point out that she has a choker on with this spider pendant, this like silver spider pendant that uh, I adore. I really, I would like to have it. Nice. All right, so we're going to go to the loft. Felicity arrives to find Noel eating ding-dongs. <laughs> and watching TV. Yeah. yeah. Um, he just, he's very clear that he doesn't care about anything yeah. right now. Yeah. And Felicity is going to get down to business. She wants to shake Noel out of this. She wants to get some work done. So she's going to just dive into a new loser pet store idea about a couple cats. Mm-hmm. George and Georgia. And then one of them gets picked to have an owner and then they're going to be separated. Noel <laughs> is like, but then he realizes he has like 80 brothers and sisters and it doesn't matter anyway. Yeah. Also, what cat gives birth to 80? Probably none. Kids. Yeah. That would be a lot. Mm-hmm. That feels unlikely. Yeah. But Felicity but, is yeah. about done with him feeling sorry for himself. And she in a coded but not so coded way tells him that you mean by saying stop feeling sorry for yourself well she she first equates it back to the george and george she's like because because he's like oh because you know he has so many brothers and sisters it doesn't matter she's like or maybe we should do a comic about (laughs) about like a cat who doesn't care about anything um (laughs) she's just i don't know she's she's tired of it I think she's... she's tired of it, but I don't think she's walk out the door tired of it. Yeah, she's well, she's she's still can I shake him out of this tired of it? Like, yeah, there's maybe still something to she goes. I guess she has hope somewhere in here. Um, well, I say that because when Noel then says, you know, I thought at least Avery would understand. And Felicity's like, what, Avery? Huh? What? Mm. And and I was like, yeah, you know, she stopped by. She wanted Ben. Felicity is up. She is off that sofa and she is out that door. And it has nothing to do with the fact that she, like, was having a hard time with Noel. That was 100% yeah. activated by Avery. So yeah. But at this happened. moment, at this moment, my interpretation of that, because I don't think she has a reason to be suspicious of Avery at this moment. I think that she's like... That is the girl who was shot in my apartment, who almost died, who's been like probably on Ben's mind, has been on on all of our minds quite a lot. So I think hearing that Avery was okay and at a location she could go to, I think she went to see Avery. But I do think that the moment she sees her and sees the vibe, I think, I think I started to see suspicion from her in the very first meeting with Avery, but definitely soon after she starts to be suspicious but i don't think she's suspicious in this moment i think this is like a oh my god i have to she she was shot like she's okay i have to go see her i think it's after that 
I mean, I almost feel like, like Felicity knew where this was going, not Felicity, Carrie Russell, like knew where this was going. And I almost feel like from the second Ben got in the ambulance, I started seeing her give these not quite suspicious, but like kind of wary. I mean, it wasn't even like just worried about Avery. They were these wary looks. Mm -hmm. And I just think maybe, and I could be wrong, but like maybe Carrie Russell jumped the gun on the like wary Avery looks. Mm, Could be. Started them a little too soon. Because I think from what they gave us in the interview we saw with Ben, where he says like it was more than amazing with what the EMTs did, I... I didn't read, we haven't seen how Ben was coping with things except for that interview. So we've right. had this moment in three months later with everybody else where we see how they are, but we didn't get to see that with Ben without Avery there. So right. like my, my guess is that Ben has been thinking and talking about this incident a lot, but not from a standpoint of like, that Avery is amazing. Like, I feel so connected to Avery. I think, I, like, I feel like he's been talking about it the way we saw him talking about it. Um, where he's just like, what a moment that was. Yeah. It's hard for me to imagine that he would have been giving Felicity anything to feel jealous about from a relationship standpoint mm-hmm. in the three months. Yeah. Um, it, it could be. I mean, I have to admit, this next scene was very weird for me. And it maybe it was the music i don't know what kind of music you had going on but the sort scene... of a nondescript sort of like a. It, it, there wasn't really it was just instrumental yeah i had harp music it was like clearly a harp okay um and it was just weird it it felt like ethereal and yeah i don't know or... if it was a harp for me but it was a, it did have that quality to it yeah and so we see you know avery walk up and look in the window and at Dean and DeLuca and and make eye contact with Ben. And there's this like feeling. And I just wrote down the word connection. Mm. I mean, at this point, and then, you know, Ben starts smiling and it just felt like right there. I don't know if it was the music, if it was the shot, if it was the eye contact, but it felt like they did share some sort of connection and they also hold that shot a bit longer you know there's a there is a you know they took uh, extra beats to go back and forth that you can see the expression on both of their faces you see the smile you see the smile you see the wave you see the wave we keep going back and forth for something that could have been communicated very quickly Mm -hmm. they drew it out and i think that probably is part of why you felt that connection and i think it's important they probably put it there um is the connection coming for the same reasons for both of them i don't know i don't know but i definitely felt it on both sides yeah there's and i did they shared something right this is something that only the two of them will experience and i don't know if it meant the same thing to both of them and i actually don't know if ben knows what it means to him yet but i'm pretty sure i know that avery knows what it means to her and um I think the question mark for me is on Ben, but I think Avery's purpose that she said she had when she was talking to Noel, I think it had to do with Ben. Yes. 
So, but I don't know if I would say the same thing about Ben to Avery at this moment. Like, I don't know if he has, again, I think the moment rattled him or shook him or, or got his attention. Um, and what about it will resonate for him? I think that'll sort of breathe and evolve. Yeah, I mean, they shared a trauma. There mm-hmm. is a connection. But I, I don't necessarily think that it, you know, came from a romantic place, um, like, just based on this scene. You know, where they like see each other and they smile. It's like, yeah, I mean, you can just have a connection based on the fact that you've been through something together. And for Avery, it doesn't have to be more than that. Yeah. And I think, like, when not to skip ahead entirely, but like at the end of the episode where she's saying, like, I heard the things you were saying to me in like in your mind when we were in the ambulance. And my the way I think about this is, Avery then had surgeries or rehab and was in a hospital for a long time recovering. And that image and his words were probably burned in her brain, feeling her recovery. It was probably what she had on her mind when she was doing physical therapy. And, 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 you know, like she probably didn't have a whole lot of other stimulus around her. Ben had the rest of his life. You know, like his whole world still operated. Yeah, people were shaken and moving in different directions, but he still had his job at Dean and DeLuca and Felicity was still there. And so um, I think that Avery prioritized him in a way that you would do when everything else is taken away. And you've just had like this really traumatic, formative moment. What else do you have to think Mm -hmm. about? So I think she's locked in on him, but he's still he's got a a lot of other stuff going on a lot of distractions maybe a lot of noise to to occupy him yeah i mean i don't know how long she was in the hospital and doing physical therapy but i spent a good three weeks in the hospital doing physical therapy and i can tell you from experience there's a lot of chaos that goes on. Like you go from like appointment to appointment to appointment. You like, I had chair yoga and then, you know, I had strength training, you know, I I had occupational therapy and then I had this other type of thing. Like, I mean, you just go from like thing to thing to thing. And then they're keeping you, they keep waking you up in the middle of the night to like check on you and check your vitals like every four hours and so Mm. you like never get any sleep and it is not at all a like relaxing like you know time where your mind can like wander and fix on something it's actually really chaotic and disorienting Mm, okay interesting interesting all right So we're seeing this moment of connection between them. We're certainly going to get more information about that as the episode goes on, but let's switch over to the playground. Yeah. We've got a whole bunch of kids playing and Megan by herself listening to music. Which that's Megan. Mm -hmm. And I, I love the interplay between her and this teacher because the teacher has some nice lines. She's like, Mm -hmm. Megan, the, the leather, it frightens the children mm-hmm. and all of the faculty. 
Yeah. <laughs> you're here. Yeah. You're here to do a job. Could you know, you need to dress professionally. And Megan's like, oh, so like you'd like my bra on the inside of my shirt? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If it's not too much trouble. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh I mean, we're just seeing she's perhaps not the model employee here, because in addition to all that, yeah. she's being dismissive with at least one kid, you know, so it's just like just listen i'm listening to my music okay (laughs) wearing my normal attire okay yeah this is me you know this is the person you've hired yeah you know that that teacher has a million things they'd rather be doing than having this conversation with megan yes (laughs) this is not where she wants to be right now but then again this is also not where megan wants to be it's true they no one really wants to be there (laughs) yeah tell them what they've won this Oh. Yeah. So now we're going to head back to Dean DeLuca, where we're going to see Felicity looking in. And she sees Ben and Avery talking deep yes. in conversation. And Felicity is going to come in and she's going to she's going to greet Avery. She's going to introduce herself. Avery's like, oh, 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 Felicity, with the candles and the blankets. Thank you for that. Thank you for the gift. And they did. They exchange their pleasantries. And then uh, they invite Felicity to sit. They had been talking about the physical therapy. Um, and Avery includes Felicity in the conversation. She asks about Elena. And because uh, she, I guess she heard somewhere along the way that Elena had also been shot or at least grazed. And so Felicity is going to update her. She's like, yeah. Well, Lisa's maybe gone a little hardcore. She's doing this self-defense class. She wants me to do it. Avery's like, oh, I was thinking about doing it too. And somehow <laughs> now all three of them are going to take it together. Which is delightful to me. Wild. Yeah. I'm glad but we got note, there. Note that this invitation by Felicity was pre-present. Yeah. Yeah. So Avery is going to give Ben a thank you gift, a thank you for saving my life gift. But it's not any old gift. No, it's not. There are some specific things about this gift, such as what fish, what what, what were you thinking when you saw this gift? Well, first of all, it's a watch. Mm-hmm. You don't buy a man a watch unless you're his girlfriend or his fiance. Mm-hmm. Like a watch is a, especially an expensive watch is that's, that's just code that's written. Like you mm-hmm. don't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, like my brother's fiance gave him, I mean, wife now, but like gave him this very nice expensive watch. Like this is not, this is not a gift <laughs> from like from, from the jump. This is not a gift that anyone can just give to a guy and on top of that she's been talking to his mom because it's a swimmer's watch yeah she talked to his mom and was like what is tell me everything about ben (laughs) what kind of and then she was getting gift ideas and she got him a top of the line swimmer's watch yeah and um I mean, Felicity all hasn't came even down. met Ben's mom, right? Uh, I don't think so. 
she's had i don't think felicity's had any interaction with ben's mom i don't think we've seen ben's mom but i mean she's probably yeah. met i mean the new mom I, I she's probably met her in palo alto at some point but we've never her heard around. her mention that i mean we had that one moment way back when when she dad. mentioned that she had seen his dad at the yeah. store but she's never talked about oh i saw your mom that one time so yeah. like actually it's very possible that avery has now met a family member that felicity hasn't even met yeah and how she even got his mom's number i mean whew, mm -hmm. this whole thing it's weird it's weird and it's invasive and it's definitely threatening to felicity like i don't think like once she unveils this watch Mm -hmm. and then says she's been talking to his mom mm -hmm. like felicity has every right to be threatened by this yeah and then she's you know i don't know that it's softening it but she's putting context she's like oh, you you saved my life that day and i want to repay you and ben's being like no 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 you don't need to repay me she's like no i insist anything you want just let me know yeah yeah felicity is clearly uncomfortable yeah she's weirded out by this and you'll see this in the different ways that avery insists and how effective it usually is mm -hmm. um people can't say no to it mm -hmm. but felicity is onto it from the jump the she's jump. worried i mean mm -hmm. she's definitely like wary of this woman now like if she wasn't yeah. before she is now and has every reason to be yeah is like Avery didn't have to say anything more than have him open the box with the watch. And I was like, ooh, <laughs> like yeah. she's making a play for Ben. Yeah. Like, nothing else needed and to be And it's tough too, because I think I can imagine a situation where Avery isn't going after Ben, but wants to communicate the deep gratitude. Like I, I can imagine don't get a, a platonic watch. situation where you like have that speech um but it certainly does not read platonic here no it reads very intentional get him and, a gift card yeah or i don't know there might have been ways to do it even with a gift but like i it you doesn't do have a gift <laughs> but there are very specific things that are only the purview of someone you're dating yeah yeah whatever what whatever whatever they were going for or could have gone for i mean they were certainly building the right story for us you know like yeah the interpretation we had is the interpretation they were aiming for i do think you could have a situation where somebody expresses deep gratitude and it doesn't mm -hmm. read this way but they yeah. wanted it to read this way so it's like yeah. ah, job well done folks yes good job i yeah. mean it was perfect yeah so now we're gonna go documentary style and we're going to hear from Elena that she saw Tracy. He's back early. And he was with a woman, but he never called her to tell her that she he was coming back. Yeah. So it's just weird to see him. And then we're going to see them, the ladies talking about this non-documentary style in the self-defense class. Well, don't we see at that point where Elena says, you know, Tracy's back? Don't we, we see cut... a little flash of, of yeah. what that looks like where we he's actually around seen. the corner. 
like yeah. Elena comes around the corner and sees a woman approach Tracy and they kiss. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like a they weren't making out in they the hallway, weren't making but they were out, kissing. But the, it was a kiss that you wouldn't give to just like a friend. It was on the mouth. And yeah. I can say I've never kissed a friend of mine on the mouth. I Ever. have not either. <laughs> I like, mean, I don't walk up to my friends and be like, let's kiss on the lips. Um, that's just I'm not going to say it doesn't do. happen. Yeah. Um, Especially if it's a guy who like maybe has a girlfriend. Yeah. 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 So, so we get to see this little bit of this and then non-documentary, we're going to see the self-defense class and we're going to see Felicity and Elena and um, Avery are all there, but Elena's kind of working through what she just saw with Tracy. Mm-hmm. And Felicity is trying to say, you know, talk, talk to Tracy, have a conversation with him. And Avery is going to agree. Yeah. Avery just chimes in and I love the way she does it. She's like, I know it's none of my business, but Mm -hmm. it's like, oh man. Yeah. Yeah. That's Avery. That's Avery. (laughs) So they're all talking and they're annoying the instructor. So the instructor is going to call them up to be the demonstrators of a takedown, which Avery. they, They go to great lengths in this scene to make Avery look fantastic, especially in comparison to Felicity. They put Felicity in these baggy gray, like sweatsuit and Avery's got like a fitted halter top. Mm -hmm. I mean, they just go way out of their way to. Yeah. 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 I was like, oh man. And Avery's doing okay these days, and she's going to lay Felicity out on the floor. She's quite a lot larger than Felicity. Yeah, yeah, and she's back up to full strength. So they're just doing the they're just doing the assigned task, but Avery does it extremely well. And Felicity is lying on her back on the floor, thinking, "What is my life?" <laughs> yeah. 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 And who else is thinking, what is my life? Megan. Yeah. But she's decided it's it's not the kids. The kids are fine. It's the teachers that suck. Yeah, she's and back at the Sean, ladies' apartment with Sean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's coming up to Sean to say this. Who is sitting there reading Us magazine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Really? This does not seem like a Sean thing to do. Okay. Like... There are plenty of men, I'm sure, who read Us Magazine. Sean does not seem like one of them. Yeah. Okay. Well, Megan is griping about the teacher, specifically the teacher who just told her to change her clothes. Mm -hmm. She was sent home to change her clothes like she was a child. Yeah. And Sean... Hmm. who's really not thinking this through right is like oh he should just get back at her teach kids witchcraft and the way he delivers it you can tell that he's just joking he's not thinking Hmm. about what he's saying he's just it sounds like a big leap to make in a joke but it's really something he just says off the top of his head without giving it another thought Mm -hmm. but megan does give it another thought and you can see that kind of got in Megan is sitting there and her, I can read her mind. She's saying, 
brilliant. Mm -hmm. And she's starting to make a lesson plan. Yeah, she is. Okay. Now, in other inappropriate conversations. Um, <laughs> actually, I don't even know. Well, no, this I is I don't know if it's inappropriate because... It's hard to say, right? They slept together right before he left. Like, it seemed like they were back together. Yeah, but that was a problem. You know, like... He, he, he wasn't happy he was about it to think about it. Yeah. He was like, this isn't working. I have to, I don't know what to do. And so I'm leaving because I don't know what to do. That doesn't I sound like you're out of my own together. Yeah. yeah. So it, it is a little, it is hard to say what's inappropriate and what's appropriate here, to be honest. Um, but I guess what we get is a scene where Elena comes to Tracy's door. She knocks on it she's like, oh, you're back. Who was the girl? Yeah. And Tracy's um, like, what? Huh? Oh. He doesn't know that Elena saw him. No. Or him with Rose. So, and he's back a month early. And so he's caught, you know, like, so he's confused. She's like, I saw you with the girl. It's like, <laughs> oh, Rose. Right. Rose. She's like, you're back a month early. It's like pulling teeth with this guy right yes. now. And yeah. he says, well, you know, Rose was in a different church group. They came back a month before mine, and I just decided to come back with them. And Elena says, are you dating? And Tracy confirms that they are, in fact, Going dating. Up. I like that they didn't have a sit in the... Well, Elena doesn't want to sit in the ambiguity. So... Yeah. She's going to point, she's Elena. She's going to ask him and he's going to answer because he's not an ambiguous guy either. And this is just weird. You know, it just started weird. It's a weird situation. It's um, not a conversation he wanted to have or was ready to have clearly, or he would have called her. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it is like pulling teeth because I feel like Tracy's the kind of guy who gives, he gives speeches, right? Yeah. And so he thinks about what he's going to say. He's like, and baby, if you're hurting, right. I want to make it better. <laughs> uh -huh. Exactly. He's, he, the way he speaks is specifically designed to make Noel sound like a tool. <laughs> so he just didn't have his, he didn't have it together in that moment. Uh, he didn't. She approaches him out of the blue, right? So it's here we are um and this thing with rose is very new because if he's he was supposed to be there for was it a three month stint yeah and he's back a month early so he's only known rose for two months yes. uh it's just it's also new and he doesn't even really know what this thing with rose would look like in quote, the real world, you know, because they were just doing a program that was very organized and in a different location. And mm -hmm. now they're back in New York. Who, who knows what this thing is? So he's probably trying to figure out a lot of stuff. Yeah. With this. And then we cut to another scene with Avery. Um, this is Felicity and Avery. Avery and rings the doorbell. She does. Which because means... I mean, I'm assuming the door's locked. Yeah, that's my hope, right? I was like, yay. <laughs> yeah. But at, by this point, 
I'm like, okay, she's everywhere. Clearly they're trying to do that. But I'm still trying to give her a little bit of the benefit of the doubt at this point. I'm like, all right, she's a gift giver. Clearly they're expensive. Like maybe this is her like love language, you know, giving gifts, receiving gifts. Um, But it clearly makes Felicity uncomfortable because she comes in and says, you know, I'm really sorry about throwing you on the floor and hurting your back because Felicity had to hobble up to the door holding her back. Mm -hmm. Um, And she pulls out this very nice purple turtleneck Mm -hmm. and, you know, is trying to give it to Felicity and Felicity is doing everything she can not to touch the turtleneck. Mm -hmm. Um, And yet she takes the turtleneck because Avery says, tell you what, next time you throw me and I'll get a gift. So I was like, all right, you know, again, maybe this is her love language, like giving gifts. This is what she knows. Mm -hmm. Like, okay. But then she starts asking about Ben. Yeah. How long have you and Ben gone out? Yeah. It's like always the thing. It's like she starts talking about one thing and then she's always asking about Ben. Yeah. Yeah. And she says, you know, it, it seems like you're made for each other. And at this point, after the watch and after she's repeatedly come in looking for Ben, like asking about him constantly at this point, I'm like, this line starts to read a little fake. Mm-hmm. This is where I'm starting to say, I'm not like, this doesn't feel a hundred percent genuine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm getting more and more suspicious as okay. we go. Okay. And so that's maybe a beat behind when Felicity started to get suspicious, but you're seeing the method for the madness. I think Felicity started to get suspicious with the watch. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which is So we're, we go back to the loft where the guys are all talking about Avery and Richard's calling her a trusted fundian they're all <laughs> speculating about her background i think they get to the point where oh, does her dad own a magazine or a whole publishing empire you know it's yeah it's, she's in the same category as the rockefellers to I them mean, anyway I, I don't know i guess okay maybe um so here anyway she's acting like it and you know sean and richard are all about Ben taking as much as he possibly can if she's willing to give. Yeah. Ben has a very interesting reaction here, um, which I think continues throughout the episode. You know, he says, I don't care if she's rich. And then he says, how rich? It's like his immediate reaction is, oh, I don't care. But then he's like intrigued by this world. Right. Mm -hmm. And he likes the toys and he likes the gifts. And it's like he's a little kid in a candy store a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, I mean, who wouldn't like the attention, I guess. But you have a girlfriend. So uh, but but, you know, it's like one more grain of sand on on the scale of she's she's potentially real trouble 
Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I think in this moment, he sounds like he has an intention of like, he's not going to ask for anything. He, he, it sounds, he's expressing that this idea that he's just going to take from Avery isn't the way he wants to go. Noel's agreeing with it. Um, well, yeah. Cause he says money can't buy you anything. Yeah. Which Sean is like, well, money bought me this PlayStation. Yeah. So fair enough. So that's what Ben says he's going to do, but he immediately doesn't do that because then we, you know, Avery gives him courtside, courtside seats for a Knicks game and Ben agrees. Yeah. When I saw them in the hallway and she hands him the courtside seats and she's like, oh yeah, my dad's friends with the GM of the Knicks and Ben doesn't fight too hard. Not to take and again, these. she probably found out from Ben's mom that yeah. he plays basketball. So she's giving him the perfect gifts. And, but I, she said they're courtside seats, plural. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no way is one of those for Felicity. Yeah. There's just no way. And I mean... The watch was, I mean, maybe you forgive it once if you think she's clueless. Mm-hmm. But courtside seats to the Knicks where you don't take your girlfriend and you mm-hmm. take another woman? No. Yeah. Incorrect. Felicity at this point, I think, would have been in every right to say, no, you can't go. Mm-hmm. And probably should have. Well... She's not, she's definitely expressing that she's not happy about this because we're going to see Ben and Felicity in Felicity's room after this. And Felicity is so weirded out by the fact that Avery just gave him tickets and didn't let him decide who to use the second ticket on. It's like she wanted a you and her thing is what Mm -hmm. she wanted. And she's expressing all of this to Ben. She's now. She's... Please tell me you noticed what Felicity was wearing. No. She's wearing the shirt Avery gave her. Oh. She's wearing the purple shirt. So on the one hand, it's like she's weirded out. On the other hand, she also she took a it. gift, and she's currently wearing it. Yeah. So I do get how that might come off as a little hypocritical, but at the same time, like Avery's not in the shirt with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Well, it just goes to show you that Avery is pretty effective, you know, um, even on somebody who doesn't want to be manipulated by her or is noticing that that might be a thing that's happening. Like yeah. she's still, she's still wearing, wearing the shirt. Wearing the shirt. And Ben is all like, no, 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 I'm inoculated against this. That's just a <laughs> basketball game. You know, it's just, I'm, I feel sad for her. It's sad that she can only make friends by buying people things. And it's just sad, right? It's just a basketball game. It's just basketball game. And so that's like the refrain. <laughs> that's the refrain. Yep. And Felicity's going to try to use it later and immediately it sounds yep. hollow to her, but... She just doesn't really believe it here, but she's not going to keep pushing on this. Yeah, she agrees that it is kind of sad and she can't go anyway because she's working with Noel. Because, you know, at the end of the day, there's still this story. Like, Avery was shot. 
in mm. her apartment and she's recovering from this big thing and this traumatic thing did happen and it did impact Ben. And she's wearing the shirt Avery got her. It's like at a certain point, like like how far is too far with the Avery? Watch. Where the you watch can... was too far. But I guess Felicity doesn't think so yet, you know? So it's like the for knowing all of the baggage, all of the stuff, all the very real stuff that happened here and feeling uh, compassion for the stuff that Avery's just gone through. Felicity hasn't yet actually reached any point of, of being totally done with the situation. You know, like it hasn't fully crossed the line for her yet. And here I like took a bit of a step back and just looked at this from the outside. This is the way this night looks. Ben is going to courtside seats, you know, basketball game with another, with, with Avery. Mm -hmm. And Felicity is going to work with Noel. And mm -hmm. the way I, I kind of thought it was going to move forward from here is, you know, Avery's starting to drive a wedge and Felicity is spending more and more time with Noel, like maybe she and, you know, this is how she like gets back together with Noel or something. But as we'll see in a little bit, Avery kind of gets in the middle of that too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, well, let's go to Felicity and Noel. So they're working on, well, Felicity is working on the user <laughs> pet store. Yeah. Noel is working on spray cheese. Noel is hilarious. He is spraying the spray cheese onto a cracker and then just licking the cheese off the cracker and spraying more cheese on the cracker. I just love let's this just, for him. Let's just do the note from an optimist right here, shall oh, we? Let's do um, it. I spray mean, cheese? spray cheese. Come on. And we can both <laughs> get in on this. This isn't going to be one of those things where I'm like, spray cheese is amazing. And you're like, but only under some circumstances. No, this yeah, under is, every circumstance, especially this one, the yeah. most disgusting thing in the world, whether or not you're going through an existential crisis. Look, I mean, spray cheese, probably not cheese, but no. just it also doesn't spray. The very idea of it, you know, the very Gross. idea of spray cheese and that it's a comfort food and that Noel needs it. It feels right. It feels right mm -hmm. for this moment. And Incorrect. if it's got chemicals in it, great, no. because it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I, look, you know what? I don't even have to say anything else. Just take everything Melissa said and reverse it. And that is my opinion. Um. Yeah. I've tried spray cheese and it is disgusting. <laughs> it is grainy and it tastes like, you know, orange number whatever chemical. And I felt like it was killing me and well, I never tried it again. So here's the thing that's really funny about me making this my note from an optimist. I've never had spray cheese. Oh, but see, I that's can why. Imagine. No, it's hard. That this is exactly what Noel needs to die no. instantly. Well, yes, <laughs> correct. I mean, so, so his point here is, I mean, Felicity points out that stuff will kill you, which is correct. And Noel's point is, look, something's going to kill me. It might as well be spray cheese, which is incorrect. There are so many better ways to go out than spray cheese. One of them being just regular cheese. 
which is great. Would any of them enable him to spray it onto a cracker, lick the cracker, and spray more onto the cracker? Peanut butter. Use peanut butter. Not the same. It's not. It's... This stuff is so disgusting. Yeah. It is so disgusting. I would put it in, like, my top ten worst things I've ever eaten category. Mm Mm-hmm. And I've eaten grasshoppers. I'm just saying, my category is... It makes me sad that spray cheese isn't like Velveeta. Oh, I hate Velveeta. Velveeta's good stuff. So uh, my mom had a recipe for mac and cheese that involved Velveeta. It's the best mac and cheese I've ever had. No, no, no. It's it's not the same. This is definitely worse than Velveeta. Velveeta Velveeta is a very different product. I mean, Velveeta is not sprayable. No, And really not. not spreadable either. No, it's, it's, it's gloppable. It's gloppable indeed. It's sort of, <laughs> yes. it's sort of jiggleable. I feel like that's the new Velveeta slogan. Velveeta, it's gloppable. And jiggleable. Jiggleable. Actually, yeah. these aren't bad things because I feel like people <laughs> would love to say those things. It's gloppable. It's jiggleable. Yeah. Velveeta. Uh, anyway, as we are that. not... Um, we aren't actually spokespeople for Velveeta. Oh, I'm definitely not, because Velveeta is also disgusting. I mean, it it it's not cheese. Like, whatever you want to call it, it's called Velveeta. Mm-hmm. It's not called Velveeta cheese, because yeah. it's not cheese. Okay. It makes it, damn good mac and cheese, though, is all I'm oh, saying. Oh, no, no. You haven't had it. I have to send right. you a real recipe for mac and cheese. I don't know. Like, One I've that tried involves, other mac like, and Jarlsberg cheese. And it's not like... that people ever get mac and cheese wrong, but um, I haven't found any that I... on top like with some much. breadcrumbs. You bake it in the, in the oven. I mean... Hmm. I mean, none it, of it should never bad. You should never be able to stir mac and cheese, in my opinion. I feel like a lot of people feel like mac and cheese should be something you can stir. I do. And yeah, see, and then maybe it's just different because this is how my mom made it and this is how I make it. But like mac and cheese to me is something that like you cut like a loaf. What? And, yes. Uh, <laughs> guys, this note from an optimist has been highly controversial. <laughs> Look, we're going to have to post both of our recipes and have people. Cutting mac and cheese like a loaf is where you absolutely lost me. I cannot take any recommendations on recipes from you. No, this is, (laughs) it's made with like high quality, multiple types of cheese, Jarlsberg, Gruyere, the Parmesan on top. There's a couple more cheeses. You bake it and put the breadcrumbs on top and then you cut it and it like stays in its Ah, no okay so (laughs) i just i'm i'm willing to get on board with a lot of things you're saying but cutting it like a loaf is beyond the pale (laughs) guys i thought fish and i were friends okay i'm just reevaluating everything right now listeners i'm sorry i'm having a crisis of faith alongside yeah. Noel's existential crisis. you're having an existential crisis yeah. with regards to our friendship look this isn't going to be the last great experience we have with Noel in this ep- episode though i mean they just give him so much stuff they do they do <laughs> they were like they went all in 
on null existential crisis yes like dialogue um which was just a delight uh so here's the thing no (laughs) felicity's gonna share what ben's up to and noel is really it's not so much that noel isn't buying it but that noel's deadpanning the whole thing and no sort of (laughs) lack of support on her like faking that it's okay makes her see how stupid everything she's saying really is and (laughs) she already knew it but just hearing it come out of her own mouth is not sounding good so she's like yeah it's it's the two of them at a basketball game it's just but it's just a basketball game he's like right yeah (laughs) <laughs> she's like right isn't that i mean it's not like she is i mean i shouldn't be right she's not like she's not like beautiful she's like, well he's not an ugly person <laughs> yeah and he's like but you know don't be worried and it's ben like don't be worried but yeah she's he's, he's definitely bringing up some questions in her mind she and she already had him but like it, the fact that he can't just be like it's not really a thing and be convincing about it is just sort of yeah Look, her, her denial yeah. is, does not run that deep yeah yeah um so she leaves the scene she's pretty worried about it actually seems like and um we're gonna head from here to a scene at the loft megan yeah. is feeling pretty good because she knows exactly what she wants to do with her life mm-hmm. Sean, let's be yeah, Sean's first guess was, oh, the transvestite designer clothing company? Mm-hmm. But it's not that. It's not that. It's another thing. It's teaching. Mm-hmm. This is a pretty big turnaround from <laughs> what he had initially been hearing from her, where she was like, I never want to be around kids. Yeah. Uh, and now she's like, I want to teach kids forever. Yeah. She informs him that she taught Leslie some spells, some pooping and peeing spells for the kindergarten set she's mm-hmm. working on a spell kit she's putting some some stuff together so that she can make leslie know how to do all these spells and uh leslie has really found herself she's found a confidence she's talking with people she's given her self-esteem yeah she's, she's excited she's become more creative you know this is just this is really energizing megan and for as much as Sean's initial advice to her to teach them witchcraft was something he said without thinking, he obviously remembers that this is where this came from. Him. Mm-hmm. So he's like, this is insane. This is like, I wasn't serious. You should not be teaching them witchcraft. <laughs> yeah. And she hits the roof. She's just like, this is a really big deal for me. This is the first time I have wanted to do something with my life that's legal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I it's the first time I know what I want to do with my life. I'm mm-hmm. doing it. I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't believe you're not supportive about this. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, I like yeah. Sean does a little. Uh, it's funny because they haven't. They will eventually see a couples counselor. They haven't done that yeah. yet. So I don't know where this is coming from, from Sean. Where he's like, you're right. You'll be great. I'm glad you found something you like to do. And I was like, who is this person? 
I love this reaction from him because she is clearly really excited about this mm -hmm. and it's helping the kids. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, it, is it gonna, yeah. Okay. Yes. But I'm guessing that the teacher who argued with her about her clothing choices is going to have something to say about this too. Yes. But so what she teachers suck. It's about the kids and the sure. kids are doing really well with this. You know, okay. it's something again, creative and something that, that is helping them. So, yeah. you know, it's good stuff. Yeah. So they have a fight, but they don't break up. It's the first time ever. Yeah, Look at what weird. they did. They have, they have uh, decided maybe they need a new kink. I guess so. Like loaf mac and cheese. <laughs> it's amazing. I can't with this. Have you um, ever had it? I don't even want to have it from what you yeah, just said. I have had all the stirred mac and cheese. It's all gross. Uh, mac and cheese should be loaf. baked in the oven. Yeah, the the back no the back the mac and cheese I'm talking about was baked in an oven in a casserole but dish, but with Velveeta, so you can yes. stir it. Yes. No, because that is how mac and cheese is not made. a thing. It is a thing. <laughs> I mean, I know it's a thing. It's just that that's the way mac and cheese is when it comes out of a box. It doesn't come out of a <laughs> I know, but like you're, it's basically the same principle, like putting Velveeta on noodles and baking it in a casserole dish is roughly the same as taking it out of a box and then pouring the cheese the like velveta on it listeners we need you we need your recipes we need your input <laughs> yes help us I'm finding this painful help um, us end the great 2023 mac and cheese debate yeah this is alongside some of our biggest debates. <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> we've like tripled our number of biggest debates we've ever had by doing this podcast. I want you all to know. Okay. Um, it's true. This, we we've do gone this from one you. to three. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. I can't remember. What was it? What was the other one about thumbs not being fingers? No, that's just true. Thumbs was are that not the fingers. one I'm thinking of though? I don't, no, I don't think so. Okay. There was another that one. one okay. we actually, there was another one. There was a resolution. Okay. So, yeah. I there mean, this no has resolution. been wild. What a ride. I still disagree because uh, it's, it's a red doily. Oh, where were the peppermint? Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's what it was. That's, that is what it was. Yeah. 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 Uh, guys, we do this for you. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, all right. Let's let's uh, <laughs> go back to Felicity and Noel. Felicity yeah. is going to field a call from Ben, who is calling from a party that sounds pretty loud. Avery put Felicity's name on the list, so she should no, come. She did. Is what he says. <laughs> and then Felicity's like, "Well, yeah, but can Noel come too?" Noel's like, "Don't want to come." She's like, "Can Noel come too?" <laughs> <laughs> And then Ben walks over to Avery, says, can Noel come too? Avery's like, sure. Okay. So the theory is that Felicity and Noel should be able to arrive at this party and get let in. Mm -hmm. But they're going to go to the line. You may remember this line <laughs> from... Uh, the Eureka Theory? 
from the Aretha theory, a couple different scenes there. Uh, mm. That maybe where you remember this from. And different bouncer. Yes. Same line. Yeah. Actually, there was a guy in line that I recognized from General Hospital from years ago. Oh, no. He didn't have a speaking role. He was just standing in line. I was like, isn't that the guy who played, like, whatever his name is, Nicholas uh, in General Hospital? Uh, for I those of you who were that. watching General Hospital around, like, the thing is, this felt like a backslide because I feel like he was on General Hospital with a pretty big role during this. Sadness. I I could have the years a little off, but I don't think so. Um, so anyway, he had a moment in the show Felicity and uh, <laughs> he was in this line. Yeah. And Noel, <laughs> I love everything about Noel. Mm -hmm. in this line um they go up to the bouncer and felicity is like i'm felicity and i have a plus one Noel's like i'm a plus one i have no identity of my own <laughs> <laughs> and then the bouncer says yeah you're not on the list and Noel's like so i'm now i'm minus one <laughs> <laughs> yep. um it was so amazing and so Felicity runs through a whole other series of names it could be under, and they're not. Mm -mm. They are not on the list. And, and Felicity thinks Avery didn't put them on the list on purpose and expresses this to Noel, who will call her paranoid. Yeah, she's getting pretty fired up here. But then we're going to see what's happening inside the party where Avery know, is in yeah. her element. Avery is introducing her new boyfriend around to her friends. Yeah. And you know what they're really shocked about? Finding out he hasn't a girlfriend. Yeah. It isn't Avery. And the, and the other thing that was interesting was that they were having this conversation about all the gifts they've given each other. Yeah. It was just such a language between them. Yeah. Um, I don't even really know that I think they're that close. It did seem like it was her posse. Yeah. It didn't it, seem like they were equals. Mm, okay, that that makes sense to me because I, I it it read like they give each other gifts, but do they like what else is their relationship? And it doesn't feel like there's a lot underneath it. But I I don't know. That makes sense the way you interpreted that. I mean, it's just the way that the one girl said, you know, this is the most generous, you know, woman in the world. And Avery does say, like, who bought me these earrings? So, you know, maybe, possibly they are. It depends on how expensive those earrings are. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. The way they were talking about it made it feel to me like, like Avery these are hangers on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now we're going to go back to the line, which isn't as fun <laughs> as what's happening in the party. And Noel has now been like, okay, Felicity, just stand over here. Noel's going to go up to the bouncer. He's going to say, I know we're on the list, but let me ask you something. We're not on the list, but let me ask you, like, does the list matter? Mm -hmm. Because in my estimation, only one list actually matters. And that's the list on who goes upstairs. No, not the VIP room. Mm -hmm. Upstairs, upstairs. Uh, it is just 
delightful to see existential Noel confusing a bouncer. <laughs> well, the bouncer's just, I mean, Noel is like, I, I, you know, I feel like I'm, didn't he say something like, I feel like I'm annoying you now, or maybe he said that earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, yeah, he goes into the existential thing about the list in heaven and then pulls out money to bribe him. And the guy's just like, you gotta be kidding me because it's not enough money and then but he takes it and then he lets him in that has been my experience it worked and (laughs) i don't know if it was the paltry bribe or the the list doesn't matter bit i mean at least in my experience it's the bribe because i've had this exact thing thing happen where i'm like with people and they like hand the money over and the person is just like, you got to be kidding. This is not enough. But they take it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. There you have it. Uh, Bouncer 101, I guess. Who knows? So they're going to get in. And Felicity is going to spot Avery and Ben talking close. Talking and laughing. Mm-hmm. And then she's going to say your favorite line. Yep. Felicity goes up to Avery and says, can I talk to you for a second? And what is Felicity wearing? No clue. Still the shirt? Still the shirt. She's still wearing the purple turtleneck that Avery bought her Hmm. while having this conversation with her. I feel like Felicity should know not to be wearing that right now, but I guess they were trying to make a point. Um, The show was... uh, Hey, look, you know, when was the last time Felicity said to somebody, can I talk to you for a second? And it was about something good. Never. Never. So Felicity, so Noel, it's like, Ben, you want to dance? Yeah, that's great. We got to do something. Really Uh, wish they had. That would have been interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah. And then, so Felicity is going to go to Avery and say, hey, um, we weren't on the list. And before you say there was a mix up. I'm on to you. Is <laughs> <Nope. laughs> like, can we just cut right to it? Really though? Yeah. Can we? I don't like feeling insecure. Yeah. So she wants she wants this wrapped up. She wants to know. Are you going after my boyfriend? And Avery, Well, she said, Are you interested in my boyfriend? Okay. Are you interested in my boyfriend? And Avery, I mean, you could say to her credit, but by this point, I'm like, no. Um, She was like, yeah, I'm interested in Ben. So so what was interesting about what she says here is the journey she went on in her answer, Hmm. which was such a confusing journey. And I feel like this is part of how she operates. Like she says something that puts your back up. And then she sounds like she's softening it. And then she leaves you with like a, whoa, what sort of feeling. And it leaves just enough time for you of being confused that she can get away from the conversation. I feel like this is her <laughs> pattern because what she says here, Felicity point blank says, are you interested in my boyfriend? She says, yes. And then she has her softener. She says, but I don't have a chance with him. You guys are so great together. But. I died and Ben was with me and we are connected. And I then saw into his soul. Yeah. And I can't stop thinking about it. And then she's like, 
you know, one of these days I'm going to learn that I'm rich and entitled and I can't have everything I want, I guess. Yeah, it's the idea. So it's guess. like, what is the, it's the all of it, right? Because it's like, mm -hmm. a yes, I am going after him, but I don't have a chance, but I still want him and I'm still going to try. And so you should be worried. It's like, what? I think it's one step. <laughs> I think it's one step further because it's, yes, I'm interested. Why? I have no chance. You know, I feel this connection with him. And I will get him. Mm -hmm. That's what I think the I guess means. Mm -hmm. It's like, I am going to get him. Yeah. Because I get everything I want. She got Felicity's attention enough at the moment where she seemed to be backing down and saying, no, you guys are great together. And I don't have a chance with him. So Felicity stayed in that conversation to hear mm -hmm. the turn, you know? Mm -hmm. And it was just like, by the end of it, it was like, oh, you feel like, what is the aftertaste of this? It's not good. <laughs> no. And by but... this point, I've gone from thinking, you know, Avery's making a play for Ben to like, now she's really entitled, you know, and not only is she going to sort of tr like try to get in there, but she's going to do it in these devious kind of ways mm -hmm. with a real bite to it. I mean, yeah, there's the, I was connected, saw into his soul kind of thing, but there's also the, I'm a rich brat who gets whatever I want. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, but my, my feelings about her continue to evolve as yeah. we keep going. Yeah, but, but I that's think... where I am right now. I'm like, so she's manipulate. She's manipulative. She's good at it. Yeah, there's definitely a bite. Because for all of this, you're saying Felicity's still wearing her sweater while she's having this conversation. So how how hard a line is Felicity really making against Avery? Well, I mean, um, I don't think she could have taken it off in the club. She didn't have to be wearing it. You know, like I think yeah. it's. It's um, it's still working a little, you well, know. The thing is, when there's a huge difference, I think between when she went, when Felicity went to the party, thinking she was going to be on the list, and when she has this conversation with Avery, where Avery flat out says, "I'm interested in Ben, and I'm going to get him." There so is like, a difference between but I those think... two. She couldn't have taken the shirt off. Yeah, but I think that even how she was feeling before she went to the party was enough to make a different wardrobe choice. She was at her I, apartment. I mean, I, I agree. I do think, but I also think she maybe wasn't thinking straight. She was like, I have to get to the party. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's where Ben is. And he's there with Avery. Yeah. But, uh, so, but yeah, it does have a, it, it gives us a weird shot of Felicity wearing the shirt while having this conversation with Avery. Yeah. And we definitely are sure now that Avery knows exactly what she's trying to do and is doing it. Yes. Now we're going to head to a couple Elena Tracy moments. So we're going to get some documentary style conversation from Elena where she's just highlighting how her thoughts have evolved 
where she's like, you know, maybe this is good that Tracy's in a relationship with Rose. Tracy, you know, he should be in this relationship. He needs a relationship without the sex. Maybe Rose is good. Um, she's bargained herself out of this. You know, like it, it's part of the grief process, I guess. Oh, I don't think that's what's going on at all. Denial? I no, I think she is like, oh, for this moment, Tracy needs to be in a relationship without sex, but like we're going to get back together eventually mm -hmm. when he's more ready for it. She hasn't actually said the right now part in the documentary style portion of but it, I but she will that. in the next scene. You yeah, did? like I felt that in what she's saying right here. I was okay. like, she, she, and then I wrote down, he's definitely sleeping with Rose. Mm -hmm. So... Elena's going to catch up with Tracy at the bar and she, which didn't, was it Epstein bar? I just assume all bars are Epstein bar now. Kind of didn't look like Epstein bar to me, but maybe it was just a different angle. Um, so Elena and Tracy are having a chat. Elena's like, yeah, I'm, I'm cool with Rose. You should be with her right now. You know, for the moment, <laughs> Tracy's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he starts, he's like, you know, I didn't have to tell you. And Alina's like, yeah, you know, the whole church thing. She's a better match at the moment. The sex, you know, it would have been the end of us. And Tracy's just kind of like, at the moment? Yeah, is it? Did you say at the moment? Yeah. She's like, well, no. I, I want you to be happy, mm -hmm. and that's good enough for Tracy. I feel like so he's he maybe we should sit and have dinner. So he gets up to maybe I don't know go to the bathroom or something. He says, "Order some food for me." No, it's on me. It's on oh, me. Order some yep. food on me, yep. and then he tells her what his order is, and she's gonna grab his wallet and she's gonna open up and see that there's a condom inside it. Yeah, I mean. I don't really know what to do with this from Tracy's side because I don't feel like he was trying to tell Elena that he's having sex with Rose. But also, how do you forget there's a condom in your wallet and hand it to her when mm -hmm. this has been such a thing? Like, take your wallet with you, pay when you get back. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't have to pay up front to order food at a bar. Mm -hmm. What's happening here with Tracy? I don't understand. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I, we'll I just continue to explore not, this. Yeah. I just think that's not, it's, it's either, it means something that I don't understand right now, or it's, I think it's just bad writing for his character. Uh, I don't think it's bad writing. Uh, it's awkward and clunky, but there's a reason. So he did want her to know that he's sleeping with Rose. Maybe. Or he did want her to find the condom. Maybe. So you're not going to spoil this part for me? Nah. <laughs> okay. This one feels like a fun one for you to just twist in the wind about. I don't know. It's kind of interesting to hear your musings, to be honest. Um, right. But you will get your question answered. Just not in this episode. So we're going to head to Felicity's room. Felicity and Ben are there. And Felicity is angry. Just so <laughs> angry. Yeah. Avery told me she's interested in you. Who does that? She's unabashedly evil. Yep. 
<laughs> yes. Ben's like, hey, she was shot. So this is like, that doesn't last forever, that excuse. She's a human. She's a person. She's responsible for her actions. She's so angry. This is similar to Megan being upset every time Sean would say, I lost a testicle. You only get to use that excuse for so many things and so many times. It's true. It's true. Ben is smiling and yeah. kind of like, He's so you amused. Just, you hate her. Your lips yeah. get tight. You hate <laughs> her. I've never seen something like this before. He's he's so in it that he doesn't see how manipulated he's getting. Yeah. You know, like yep. he thinks he's above the manipulation of it all. Or thinks she's not trying anything. He, either one, he think he doesn't think this is an issue because it's not an issue for him. Yeah. But it actually is. <laughs> yeah. And and then here we get the bomb dropped. We only know Avery because of Molly. I knew that would land for you. I mean, seriously, of all the things to bring to the show, Molly, James and Avery, and meth, really? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But also bubbles and squeak. (sighs) She's not even English. Oh, no, she was English. Yeah. She's studying abroad. Right. Um, whatever. Yeah. What do you say to that? <laughs> Bubbles and squeak. Uh, anyway, so Felicity is like, Avery is everywhere. And mm-hmm. Ben is like, stop it. Stop it. I only want to be with you. I only want to be with you, which is a, a good thing for him to say here. But the thing is, Felicity isn't really. Felicity does buy that Ben's saying it, but she's worried about Avery. And she's like, look, she's so persuasive. That's the thing is she's not so much worried that Ben is going to make this decision to not be with her. It's that she's worried that Avery is somehow able to force him to be with her because she just somehow gets what she wants. It's Mm -hmm. like magic. Yeah. And we're both taking gifts from her and she's recognizing that she's wearing the sweater, which I hadn't actually clocked that she was wearing it. Yeah. So thank you for doing that. <laughs> um, and, you know, Ben's got the watch and the game and the so, like the, he's doing all this stuff. And Ben said, look, you know, they were thank you gifts. She thanked us. In one case, it was an apology gift. She apologized. Like, it's done. We're fine. They hug. Well, it's not really. He pulls done. her up on top of her, uh, on top of him, and they do this cute little nose rub, little, little nose rub. Yeah, rub yeah. their noses together. It's adorable. So we're having that moment, and Avery's on to phase two. Uh, Avery, oh, you think you think this is only phase two? Well, I feel like this is phase seven. Okay, phase seven, which is <laughs> Avery and Noel are at the loft. They've gone back there after it's it's their after party. Mm-hmm. Um, it's after the party. It's the after party. Yeah, after and, the after party, it's the hotel lobby. Oh, uh, and after the lobby. No, okay, go ahead. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> so Avery is buttering Noel up all the way. She's definitely seducing him, and she's like, "You're a good." 
dancer. Let's toast to closing the club. I love how Noel just like breaks down what Noel closing the club is. He's like, yeah. it's so weird. You know, like when they shut off the lights and close the door. They turn the lights on. And it is oh, weird. Yeah, yeah. It's so weird. Um, yeah. It's, it's odd. But he's like, he's so drunk. Yeah. He's so drunk. And then she's, you know, complimenting him on the apartment. And once again, the show wants us to know this apartment is rent control. Yes. And, she, um, you know, I mean, look, she has money. She's got to comment on it. Yeah. And so Avery finds out that Ben is staying at Felicity's for the night. So she can go into because, this phase seven. Because she asks again. Again, she's asking about Ben. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So now Avery switches gears. She's like, you know what? When I told you that I had all this new meaning in my life, I don't feel that way anymore. No more purpose. I'm lost. And this to me is a complete lie. It is 100% just tr getting what she wants in the moment. She's flat out just lying. She's like, yeah, this, this is what he wants to hear, and yeah. I'm going to tell him whatever he wants to hear to get him in bed for the moment. Yeah, it like, reads as manipulation right to me, too, for sure. Yeah. he. I mean, she knows that he was feeling lost himself. Mm -hmm. This is exactly yeah. what you say to him to connect with him. Mm -hmm. And he's like, me, too. I'm lost, too. I'm graduating in eight weeks. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and then, so Avery goes in for the kiss with Noel. And I had to watch this moment a couple times because I couldn't decide if they went slow-mo as she was hmm. going in for the kiss. If you look really closely, notice. it feels like they slowed it down to like as their lips were approaching. And I was so confused by that technique um, if it was what they were doing. But I'll have to watch it again now. Yeah, I'm undecided. I couldn't I couldn't quite figure it out, but it didn't look real time. So, yeah, if it wasn't real time, I don't know what that's supposed to tell me, to be honest with you. So I don't know. <laughs> um, anyway, so let's go to the playground where Megan is actively teaching a spell to Leslie. Yep. She's got a box. She's pulling out some stuff. She's showing her. Here's mm -hmm. some, what is it, snake poop? Yeah, something like that. Um, some form of poop. And the teacher who got on her case for her attire is done with this. She's like, I'm reporting <laughs> you. I am so reporting you on this. I'm going to report your ass. Um, yes. No, she doesn't say that. But she is going to do it. She's going to report her to the... There's a psychologist. Was it a psychologist or a psychiatrist? I can't remember. I think it was a uh, child they, psychologist. Yeah, they're going to do a psychological evaluation of Megan. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, of all the things to report, like, if you're going to report someone, report them to the principal for maybe teaching something that's not allowed. I don't know. But, like, Hard to say. it's such a weird thing for a teacher to say, I'm going to get a psych eval done on you. Yeah. Like, what? Megan's not feeling good about where this is. Tell the principal. Yeah. 
So let's go back to the loft. Oh, man. For a moment of product placement that will never be forgotten. So <laughs> um, Ben and Felicity are going to arrive and Sean and Richard are already there drooling over like in the middle of the room there is parked a ducati yep bright red gift from avery and sean and richard are so loving it mm. and they're talking about naming it rich you should <laughs> call it hellion you have to keep this yeah ben's, ben's not gonna keep it he's like i'm not keeping this nope this is too much mm-hmm that's what he says initially. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we're going to cut away from that action for a minute. Felicity's going to get pulled away by Noel because Noel's got newfound energy. Yep. He's he, been inspired for a moment. Yeah. he's the It's the had sex with Avery energy. Yes. And so he's now got all these ideas for a loser pet store. And Felicity's like, but wait, can we just talk for a second about the Ducati in the kitchen? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I can't believe it. I was with her when she ordered it. Just like, it was like a pizza. Was like she just ordered it. She's like, you were with her? Yeah. When? Yeah, how did that happen? Well... <laughs> you see, what had happened was... <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know why, how he's trying to deliver this, but he's just like, yeah, I slept with her. I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, Felicity, the look on her face as she says, you slept with Avery. It's like Avery so got another person. Disgusted. Yeah. I mean, it's like she, she feels sick. Yeah. Both has lost respect. Yeah. Are the company you keep. And look, Noel's like, hey, when Avery wants something, she wants it. Right. And that is what has been worrying. That is my answer. (laughs) Yeah. And then we're going to cut from this to Felicity going back into the main room to find Ben sitting on the bike. And let me tell you, damn, does he look good sitting on that bike. Oh, Oh my God. Okay. That and is, that is that a poster she's... for a wall. Yeah. And then she sees, he sees that she's caught him being on the bike and she's worried. She's yeah. flat out worried. That's what I have. Worried. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going to head from here to de- self-defense class. Elena yeah. is not at this one, probably because she's licking her wounds still about Tracy. Um mm-hmm. So it's just going to be Felicity and Avery. Perfect. That's all we need because they're going to be called up once again to demonstrate the exact same thing that they were doing in the last class. They haven't learned of a new course. takedown. And no. um, so they're called up again. This time it's going to be, you know, Felicity flipping Avery. But before they do that, they have a little verbal sparring match where mm-hmm. Felicity's like, I saw the bike. He's not keeping it. And Avery just laughs and says, no guy is going to return that bike. Yeah. Felicity's is like, no. And I'm returning the sweater shake. But Avery's like, nope, none of these yeah. things are happening. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very, it's a very quick, very terse dialogue. Very mm-hmm. tightly coiled between the two of them. Like, this is full on. They are now combatants. Well, but Avery isn't, she's not stressed. I mean, Felicity she's just going to win. Yeah. Right. 
Like she's never lost before. So yeah. 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 But Felicity is the thing that she has to cut through to get to Ben. She's very aware of that. And Felicity's going to fight for her man. Yeah. She's going to, she's going to take down Avery. Yeah. And then when she does, she's like, I'm returning the top. She already returned the top. Yeah. You're going to get a credit. Yeah. I only wore it it. twice. Yeah. (laughs) So there's that. Um, We are going to head back to the girl's apartment and we're going to see Felicity is excited. She's going to do a little chokehold on a very depressed Elena. Very. And Elena is feeling it. She's, it's all hitting her where she's just realizing like, okay, so this wasn't about Tracy not wanting to sleep with me. He just doesn't love me because he's sleeping with Rose. Yeah. I mean, it's, I get where she's coming from. You know, she's like, I thought sex was the issue. You know, he didn't want to have sex with anyone. And that was the issue. But actually, he just never loved me because he is sleeping with Rose, which makes me feel like maybe he's not sleeping with Rose because I do think he loves her. Hmm. So I don't know. I'm I'm a little confused by this. Like at first I was like, he's definitely sleeping with Rose. But once we get to this point, I'm like, well, if she's equate if she's equating those two things, I don't think that's correct. I think he absolutely loved her. I think he probably still does love her. Um, I don't know what's going on with him and Rose, but you know. Yeah. If he if he left that condom in there to be found, then perhaps I don't know, he's playing a game, which is not I feel like like it's not a Tracy thing to do. Mm-hmm. So I'm just confused for the moment. Okay. All right. That's fair enough. I'm gonna let you sit here and be confused. That's what I'm gonna do. I mean Um, I'm always confused. It's fine. So let's wrap up with some Avery Ben stuff. So we're gonna go documentary. Ben doesn't want to push Avery away. He's very aware of like the circumstances under which they met, and it was a thing, it was traumatic, and he doesn't want to push her away, but he is. He's going to have to tell her to stop because this is a lot is what he says. And then we get, he says he can't keep the bike and he takes the watch off at the table. And it's like, you know, I don't want stuff. Well, so So now we're, we're non-documentary now and we're going to Dean and DeLuca. Yeah. For this conversation between Ben and Avery. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and they're sitting across from each other and he just makes it very clear. Like, I don't want stuff. Yeah. So what she's, what Avery hears is like, okay, that path didn't work. work. Yeah. New tactic is what she's saying in her brain. So she takes a beat. She thinks about the new tactic. She's got seven she's choosing from in her brain. And she's (laughs) like, I want C because I think that one will work. And then she says, did you see in the ambulance i was like oh god here we go (laughs) you know this is going to be manipulative Mm. so he says well i saw that you died and she said did you hear anything because i heard you i heard your voice 
And I think it was just things you were thinking and you were saying to me, don't go Avery, stay. And he says, that is what I was thinking. She says, well, I heard you and I stayed. And then I woke up and you were there. And I feel like I belong with you now. And he says, but that can't be right. I have a girlfriend. Yeah. And so she's like, look, you know, take back the stuff. Take, you can take back the stuff all you want. But what she matters. starts crying. Yeah. She's like, what matters is what we went through. Like, I've never felt this way before. Don't think you have either. You know, like this, this experience we had, like we're, it is a singular experience. Um, and that's where she's landing and Ben, Ben's listening. Yeah. He doesn't say anything. That's just where they leave us. It is where they leave us. I mean, it's not a full reaction, but it's also not an immediate no shutting it down. Yeah. I mean, because he did and go in intending to shut down the gifts. And I think the fact that she tried this approach, uh, he maybe wasn't expecting it. Um, But it is harder to shut that part down because it's the thing he's probably been thinking about so much. And so it's just, you know, Avery's trying this road, seeing where it leads her. Yeah. And I had a, you know, by the end of this episode, I I have an opinion on Avery that may or may not bear out, but I feel like it is definitely representative of this episode. And I want to go back and watch this episode with that in mind and see if it bears out in the future episodes. Well, what? where did you land? We'll introduce the next category and you'll okay. find out. Well, fish, yeah. we are now in the, you're the worst segment of our show. And who's the worst? Yeah. I already spoiled that. Uh-huh. Avery, okay. you're the worst. I just met you. You were shot. And I really did try to like you. But damn, in one episode, you took me from rooting for you to legit hating you. And I know exactly why. You're entitled. And I think you may be a psychopath. A watch is a girlfriend's gift, and you know it. You're trying to buy Ben or get him by any other means, like using your trauma to try to bond with him. And here's how I know it's fake. You're one person with Ben and another with Felicity. You said you get what you want. You slept with Noel And then when buying things for Ben didn't work, you switch to another manipulation tactic. Psychopaths disregard the rights of others, are unable to distinguish between right and wrong, don't have empathy, tend to lie, and manipulate others to get what they want. Sound familiar, Avery? 
I can't believe that you are already the worst. I mean, Avery, you're all the worst. Look, I, um... I think she's a psychopath. I honestly think in this episode, mm -hmm. she's diagnosable. Yeah, I mean, you're going to get more evidence to that effect. I think that the, um, so when I've said that I'm interested to see Avery and talk about all this and I totally understand why we all don't like Avery. We wouldn't want her in our lives. We don't want her wrapping her claws around, you know, wrap claws around Ben, but you can, you, you know, get your claws into Ben. Um, you, you like, she's not designed to be a sympathetic character, which takes some effort because we're, she had a thing happen that should make you feel sympathetic to her initially. And they mm -hmm. turn her all the way by the end of this episode. Like, and so I appreciate fast. that as an audience, so many of us don't like Avery. But for me, I think that it's very interesting to have her on the show. Mm -hmm. because I think we need to see what happens to Ben with this. And I think some of the things about Avery that I think are going to be interesting to look at are from the standpoint of Avery herself, you have talked a lot about Ben's hero complex and Ben literally saved her life. So what Maybe. kind of, what, do, what does, what work does that do on the inner psyche of him if you didn't even have her in the rest of this episode and we just knew that he just actually saved a person's life um, or was with her when her life was saved? Uh, I guess, you know, it depends on how you look at this, but I think what a moment for a hero complex, you know, like this is, this is really confusing stuff designed for Ben because it's like, this second, this new tactic that she's trying at the end of this episode of like, a, let me just hone in on the point that we had this moment and you saved me and I feel indebted to you and I feel connected to you. Like, I do think that's the right approach with him. Um, and he, you know, it's working on all that stuff. All the stuff that you saw when he was with Julie and like all the stuff that you've seen and how he's been with Molly. It's like, this is a new person for him to save. And even when he says to Felicity that he feels sorry for her because this is how she makes friends, it's kind of feels like it's still coming from that place for me. So mm -hmm. I think Avery herself is interesting to me because of the way that it lets us think about his hero complex but then the incident, the trauma that they experienced, I think of as a separate thing, um, even bigger than Avery. That's like, I think he was deeply affected by that moment in ways that he can't quite figure out what to do with. And I think it's different from Avery herself. Um, Avery seems to have linked those things entirely together in her mind. And I'm just... I, I think that he takes the trauma for the trauma that it is. And I think his moment was seeing her be saved, like seeing her come back to life. Um, so I, I think that this existence of Avery is so interesting in the way that it just like shakes Ben. Yeah. I mean, Avery is the worst. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. 
but I, I'm kind of fascinated by her. You know, I think she's going to be really interesting to watch and analyze and see how she works and what it does to the dynamic of this whole group. I kind of feel like, and again, could be wrong, but I kind of feel like I am going to love hating her. That's where I sit. Um, I, I, we're not designed to like her as a person or as a character, but I think she does so much for the plot, <laughs> you know, like, and she does yeah. so much for the people. And I honestly do. I think if I think about how Ben gets to old man, Ben in season four, I'm certain that the evolution he goes through here is a big part of it. And, um, and it's just a matter of him figuring out what it all means. I mean, I, I'm absolutely like, I am very interested to see what happens to the group mm-hmm. and to the individual people as they interact with her. But also, just as a character, like, into and of herself, if she continues along these lines, I'm just interested in that. Like, I'm interested in yeah. how she works and and just kind of, like, I don't know, There, there's something... And you're going to get more of it. Yeah, yeah, there's just something about, uh, you know, a group of people who are diagnosable, who are just so completely different and understanding their worldview and how, how they live their life. Mm-hmm. Um, that I, I, you know, I, I find it very interesting. So... I don't think for me it's just going to be a plot thing. I actually think I'm really going to enjoy like figuring out all the like horrible evil ways that she get that she does get what she wants or mm-hmm. tries to get what she wants because that's the hallmark of a sociopath, right? They will do or say anything they can get away with to get what they want. Yeah. And uh, she is she's going to try some different things. That's for sure. I'll tell you that yeah. much. Yeah. I mean, I'm interested. I'm hooked. I I am going to be really interested I, in the next few episodes to see where this goes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, Fish, it's time for us to go to our favorite segment. <gasps> Yay. After you listen to this tape, you have to erase it. Okay, so a couple different things. Let's see, there's one grouping of comments that we can put together here. Um, I'm gonna start with the Molly related stuff. So, okay, first we have a comment from at Instadot, thank you, who went on a journey with this series of, of thoughts to us. This was two different comments, slightly separated in time. I have a feeling that Molly was brought to fill the void left by Julie. Maybe this was all a Julie storyline. I have nothing against the character herself. I feel sorry for her drug and boy problem. But then sometime later, she came back and said, guys, 
I said I didn't have a problem with Molly. That was before listening to Fish going through all of her manipulations, especially towards Ben, makes so much sense. And I have been manipulated with them. Oh, my God. I so bloody hate her at this point. <laughs> oh, no. Look what I did. <laughs> Mickey. We didn't mean what to bring happened? that down. <laughs> um. <laughs> I just want all of us to feel the journey alongside our friend at Insta.Mickey. We're, we're sorry that we just, wow. I mean, <laughs> didn't you also say that you didn't think of her in that way? Uh, didn't think of her in the way of being manipulating. Yeah. Like I think going at times being... it was very obvious, but I think there were moments when, um, you know, I think the thing about some of the types of manipulation she was doing, and I've seen this in situations when drugs weren't involved as well, where it's, hard at times to decipher to what extent somebody is manipulating you or to what extent they've manipulated their self first, believe what they're saying and are saying it to you. Hmm. And you can go back and forth on that forever. And I don't know if the answer matters because at the end of the day, the result for you as somebody like experiencing it is still the same. You're still getting manipulated and whether or not it's because the person is being intentional about it or they're, in total denial of themselves and happy to be there, it's still not healthy. But I think I do debate at moments where it's coming from for Molly. And again, it doesn't matter what the answer is. But I think for you, it sounded like um, you erred on the side of this is intentional earlier than I would have. Yeah, I, it definitely matters to me, whether it's denial or intentional manipulation in terms of, do I necessarily want this person still in my life? If it's mm -hmm. intentional manipulation, then it's like a hard no. Sometimes if it's But with denial, the denial piece, it's a real tricky one too, because it's like, is this denial where maybe one day they'll not be in denial anymore, they'll see it and they'll change, or is this a forever denial? Right, and, and that's think... that's where it's like, for me, it's like, on a, if it's denial, then, you know, if it's something that either they, they can get over or, um, I can sort of see around and therefore forgive it. Fine. If it's workable, if it's remains healthy for me to be in that relationship, I can do it. Mm -hmm. But you know, I, for me, it's like automatic. No, if it's, um, if it's intentional mm -hmm. and it's a, maybe it depends on the circumstance if it's denial. Mm -hmm. Um, and I do think she had both. I think she absolutely had denial around James, but I also think, you know, when she came in the door and was walking towards the sofa, knowing that Felicity and Ben wanted James out and started, you know, immediately effusively saying how thankful and everything. I think she knew exactly what she was doing there. Like that type of stuff. Um, I, I just call BS. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Well, we have a, a slightly different angle on the Molly James stuff here from at Olivia Cooks. 
The Molly James story was kind of the worst. I mean, I think everybody's been the Molly to somebody's James at some point, but I'm here for Felicity, not for Molly, James, or the worst, Avery, tied with Lauren. Um, I don't know who Lauren is. You don't know who Lauren is yet. I put Lauren as the worst above all of those people myself. Um, not into it. Not happy about it. Hmm. We'll get there. Um Lauren is the worst, like, as in not interesting because of the show, or like, and worst as in like actual evil person. Um, I just don't need her. Like, I, I just um. So like unnecessary to the show. She's your Molly. She's, she has plot that is integral, but I just, why did we go there? Um is is where i land with it so i think i just i just don't know why we went there with lauren yeah so it's um, not like the character herself it's her function within the show her function within the show which is a major function i mean for you i think the concern with molly initially was what is her function at all i knew we yeah. were heading towards a very major i knew we were heading toward james a shooting avery like I knew what Molly was there for. It's just that they spent like weeks spinning their wheels with her um, and making you suspicious of her and, and like yeah. wonder why she was there. And then they they have a reason and they just took their sweet time getting there. Um, Lauren has a reason for being in the show and I'm just not about her plot. Um, okay. And it's, so it's like- not the, yeah, It's not, so it could be that like Avery is still the worst but Lauren is just not necessary. Like not interesting. Don't need it. Got it. Uh, yeah. Not that she's I like mean, a bad person. Is Lauren a bad person? I think there could be moments where you look either way at that. Um, I think Avery is a lot more like mustache twirling. If whatever <laughs> the equivalent for a woman who doesn't have a mustache would be. Um, Lauren isn't necessarily as intentional about it, but I think you can absolutely say like, oh, she probably did this or this or this on purpose. Um, but there are just so many spoilers with talking about that. And it's just so like, so far ahead in the story that um, it doesn't really feel like it's worth saying more about that at this moment. But I I can sit here and say, I'm glad they have Avery on the, Avery on the show. And I see all the interesting things you can do because you have Avery on the show. And I don't feel the same kinship <laughs> <laughs> around what Lauren brings. Um, okay. But what, what I thought was so interesting about the comment from Ad Olivia Cooks is this whole, like, I think everybody's been the Molly to somebody's James at some point. Yeah. I mean, and I wonder if we all do feel that way. Cause I do. Yeah. And, and it doesn't I've, have to involve drugs or alcohol. It doesn't, it might be its own brand of looking like a certain thing, but the dynamic between Molly and James still may read to each of us as something we've experienced. Yeah. I, I don't know if, if it's everyone. I mean, I, I sort of wonder, is it like, James as a kid, maybe had a similar type of relationship with, you know, a parent or authority figure or something like that. 
Um, or are there some people who just always get to be the James? Mm. I do wonder about that. Yeah. This just, the, the dynamic they had, there was a lot about control and there was a lot about, um, sort of love bombing and, uh, and then chastising. And those are things that I saw and they're things that I know personally. And then, you know, I wonder how much other others bring onto it their experiences and they pull out of that dynamic stuff that resonates for them. Um, Cause there might've been other things to see mm-hmm. that I was less noticing because I was so focused on those things. So do I think everyone has had some level of a toxic relationship in their life, whether it's friends, family, romantic interests? Yes. But like the level of toxicity and the type of it probably varies. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, I certainly don't think everyone's experienced something this severe. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, but I agreed in, in general with her yeah so we have one more comment it's a it's a short comment but just something that happened recently that i thought would be interesting to look at once more this is from galena druk and this is part of the uh the treatise on noel but it's more of like a looking at the history of noel and felicity and it was just one sentence but we just saw this Uh, in a recent episode. So Galena says, Felicity only asks Noel about the parrot from Luther Pestor at the party because her mom puts the idea into her head. Wanted to unpack that a little bit more because I often wonder how much of this is Felicity clocking herself versus you know like her mom just says noel is the turtle you are the (laughs) like just in case you haven't been reading the subtext in your animation like i will tell you what this means and so she puts all of that in felicity's head but i just wonder sometimes like the whole even the whole bit about um, them needing to the where Felicity had a few days to do her final and then they had to do loser pet store and they had all those things do at the same time. And Noel's doing this whole speech about how this is going to be an all nighter they remember forever. What does she think? What does she think this is? Does she think this is, does she not see that Noel's feelings for her are coming to the surface? Or does she see it and she's trying to deny it? And her mom puts this idea in her head. Can she still say she's denying it? I don't think she saw it. And this is why it was such an interesting reaction that I, I saw on her face when she asked him about it. Um, you know, she's like, are you, was it a turtle? She's like, are you the turtle? And he's like, yes. And, and then he says, and Ruby's the parrot. And I felt like she had sort of this 
almost disappointed reaction. You know, it was her like, yeah, 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 sure, 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 of course, of course, it's Ruby. But it seemed disappointed. And I don't know, I think that comes in part from, like, yeah, she loves Ben, obsessed with Ben, got it. But at some level, she also loves Noel. Mm-hmm. And I think she also liked how much he liked her uh, kind of early on and how attracted to her he was and how much attention she got. And I'm going to be really interested to see like if she does get back with Noel at some point um, and then, you know, as she goes back and forth between these two guys, like, I feel like she does love them both. And the level of like romantic love kind of goes up and down. Um, But she's always going to kind of want both of them to love her. Mm -hmm. So she, she, but she doesn't want to hurt Noel. Right. So like, I think with the whole Ruby thing and then getting married and everything, it like, she just wasn't thinking about it. Mm -hmm. But once, once her mom put it in her head and she started thinking about it, started bringing back those feelings. And then she asked him about it and then they were, you know, kind of dashed. But I, so I don't know to, you know, like as of this episode, does she think Noel has feelings for her. I'm not sure. Well, but I in think this episode, she finds out that Noel slept with Avery. Yeah. And just based on everything you were just saying, I know you read disgust on her face. Yeah. So like, but saying with everything you were just saying, how does that get processed in her brain? That the fact that they had sex. I mean, I honestly think she is threatened in her relationship with Ben, but she, and she very deeply doesn't like Avery. Mm -hmm. And the fact that he, she also slept with Noel, it makes it even worse. It's both guys. Mm -hmm. And it's like just disgust and like losing respect, like a little bit of respect for Noel. Mm -hmm. Um, because she has such strong emotions towards this woman because now she's in all of her territory. Mm -hmm. She's everywhere. Yeah. She's got Noel. She's got Ben. She's got money. Like she, she's everywhere. Yeah. She's in the self-defense class. She's piping in behind Elena. Like this was not an issue one episode ago. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Molly. Yeah. Way to go, Molly. (laughs) Um, Well, Fish, you and I need to rate this episode. Did you want to jump in first? Sure. Okay. Um, I mean, as much as I don't like Avery for all the reasons that we talked about, like, I really, I I really like love hating her already. Mm -hmm. So, like I'm kind of glad she's in there. Um, love the different shots and the way that it was. Um, the whole episode was constructed. I think 
they had great pacing. They had great, you know, I like the three months later. Usually I don't like it when they do time jumps, but I think this made a lot of sense. It was funny. It was interesting. Um, the only thing that I, you know, I didn't like was the Tracy Elena stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a bit because I'm confused and it also kind of, I don't know. I think it's because I'm confused. It, it feels like anything that I can think of is either inconsistent with Tracy's character or I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just yeah. inconsistent with this character. I loved all the stuff with like Megan and Sean. Um, so pretty much, and and teaching the kids, God, teaching the kids. Um, so I, you know, I, this isn't a 10 for me, but I will give it a 9.5. This, oh, this look at you. actually, I really enjoyed this episode. Okay. I'm very glad to hear that. Um, cool. Well, I have rated this one in the unit of courtside seats. Ooh, controversial. Controversial. Not as controversial as loaf mac and cheese, but <laughs> controversial nonetheless. Um, I'm giving this one, I'm going to go 8.4 out of 10 courtside seats. So I think for both of us, this is actually quite a strong episode. Um, I think that, well, I think it's a very strong episode. I love the introduction of Avery. I love everything that's doing to the group. I love the the exploration of the aftermath of a trauma and how we get an inside look with so many of the characters who experienced it and see completely different ways of coping and reacting. Um, I do think in this episode, and I, and I love the creativity of some of the ways they showed all of it to us. The whole opening sequence is a 10 for me. Mm-hmm. You know, if I just rated that. Yeah. Uh, my goodness. Every choice they made with camera, every choice they made with Avery and the ambulance. Um, so cool. I love that they showed us that quality of work in a show like this. Um. I guess the reason mine isn't as high as yours is I'm very compelled by the A plot in this episode, but less compelled about uh, like the stuff with Tracy and Elena and Megan Sean didn't read as compelling to me as that. So I always was yearning for more of the A plot when they cut to those things, even though on paper, like the Tracy and Elena stuff is really interesting, but I just, um, it wasn't the the highlight of this episode for me by a, by a long shot. And the Megan and Sean stuff also wasn't. So, it, you know, the Megan and Sean stuff felt very much like a side, I don't know. Often they have side stories that have nothing to do with anything, but uh, this, I don't know. It was, it felt like it was taking time away from the stories I really wanted to track. But it's a nitpick because I think they did everything pretty well here. So, yeah, I'm going 8.4 out of 10 courtside seats. Nice. I mean, I, I'm i hoping, I guess, that 
something actually comes out of the psyche valve for Megan. I think no. if nothing, like if nothing comes out of that, then yeah, I'd be disappointed. No. So I guess that's why I was more interested in that plot. And that's the thing about Megan and Sean in that I, I'm glad they sometimes give us these bigger things with them, like what we saw with Sean's health scare, or it wasn't a scare, uh, Sean's health crisis that he mm -hmm. had. Um, because they do often give us these isolated, almost bottle episode type of things for them. And actually, mm -hmm. they're going to do that to us in the next episode. And I don't know that I think it should have been a bottle episode sort of feeling um, okay. for them. I mean, that definitely doesn't change. I mean, it's not going to change my rating now. But like, that's something that I should be aware of for the future. Because when I heard the Megan and Sean plot, I heard we're getting into kids. We're getting into her future career. We're going to get something with this psyche Val. Like we're getting into something where Sean and, and her have a different dynamic where they're not breaking up all the time. Mm -hmm. Like he's finding different, like, so that was all very interesting to me. If they're just going to drop it all, you're going to drop all of that. That's really unfortunate because I enjoyed it. They're going to um, continue to do the fight of the week thing for a bit longer. Um, okay. and, and sometimes it's stuff that you feel like it should be more than a fight of the week. Well, yeah, they got I into think a the lot thing of that they stuff do, for this. Yeah. I think the thing they do next week should not have been a fight of the week. And, huh. um, we'll see what I have to say when we actually explore it in detail, but it feels like they had no business making it a one episode arc. Um, no, it's not an arc if it's one episode, but like, I, yeah. Um, but yeah, they give you stuff like this and you gonna... think it's going somewhere. And then yeah. it's like, oh, okay, we're going to go back to fight of the week. And the huh. when they do the bigger stuff, like Sean will spend a little bit more time exploring his the Judaism component. And, and they do some interesting stuff with that. And it feels like more of a hook to get into with them. Um, I'm, I'm glad they give them things like that sometimes because these actors are very good and could do these things that sustain a show, you know, for longer. And they don't often give them that work. Hmm. Well, this will, now that I know, this will affect my rating for next time. Okay. Well, but your 9.5 still stands. Yeah, because that's what I felt at the end of it. Yeah. Um, I think it's a strong episode. Unless I start going back and like... But I, I think that explains the disparity between our ratings is because mm -hmm. I definitely wouldn't have rated it as high had I known that going in. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I mean, I will say that like the Tracy Elena stuff is headed somewhere. Yeah, but there was um, so little of it. Yeah. And it it was yeah. just, as I said, I can't come up with something that doesn't. It was more the mystery. Doesn't... It was more the like, we're going to give you just a little and give you the mystery with them. Um, but yeah, they are heading mind. somewhere with it. Yeah, I don't mind like the mystery. It's it's that I can't come up with anything again that any reason I cannot think of a single reason why Tracy would want her to find that condom that is consistent with his character. Mm. Okay. And I don't. I also don't think it's consistent for him to have just forgotten it was in there okay so i mean that's just my reaction in the moment yeah and that bugged me 
Yeah, that's fair. It's totally fair. So I, I think we both had, um, uh, it still seems to me from our ratings that this is a pretty strong episode that we're heading into a space in the show that we, that we have an interest in and that they've given us something we want to know more about. So mm-hmm. we'll see, we'll see where they go with this from here. Um, so we would love to know what you all think. We have posed a lot of important questions here today. I mean, let's admit, we would really like your feedback on the mac and cheese. Yeah, that's exactly what we're thinking. But uh, there may be <laughs> there also related things that you want to <laughs> express opinions about as well. And if so, you can tell us what you think by writing to us at themelissafish at gmail.com. It's Melissa with one L, two S's, themelissafish at gmail.com. And you can also get into the conversation with everybody who's part of this Felicity community at our Instagram at Felicity Podcast. And then if you want to know whenever we drop a new episode of the podcast, you can do that by signing up for our newsletter. Uh, We drop a newsletter every time we drop a podcast or soon after when we think it's going to be live. And all you've got to do is go to wherever your show notes are that you're listening to this and you can check to see the link for the sign up. You sign up there. You're on the newsletter list. Bam, you've done it. Um, While you're there, go ahead and rate and review us because if whatever device you're using lets you do that, it just helps other people who are looking for Felicity content to find this Felicity content and become part of the conversation. So Fish, next episode is called Blackout. What do you think blackout is about? I'm going to guess there's a blackout. I feel like Uh, a guess. Yeah. I feel like candles will be involved and flashlights. And I feel like uh, Avery's going to take advantage of the situation and somehow she and Ben are going to end up together during the blackout. And and, uh, that's going to be a thing. Mm -hmm. Um... I mean, I assume, as always, that the blackout was caused by Ruby and her baby that yes. who have come back, right? Ruby's baby comes back is like, go, 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 I got knocked. And she knocks into something that is connected to all the electrical equipment without electrocuting herself. She knocks out power in the old building. Yeah, I mean, that sounds, That's theory. That sounds plausible. Yeah. yeah. There's almost nothing wrong with that theory. I mean, I was thinking it was more like a citywide blackout and, okay. and and maybe, you know, she was some sort of electrically charged child. We're going to wow. like, like, you know, bring in a bit of the Marvel universe here. And she like, you know, it's her first first time touching power and she sucks all the power out of the entire city and just becomes a glowing baby. And then Ruby's baby glows for the rest of the season. Okay. Seems yeah. fair. I see where you're going with this. I like it. I like it. So that's what we'll be looking forward to next time when Mm -hmm. we watch Blackout. Anything else you wanted to talk about for this one, Fish? No, I'm just, I'm interested. I, you know, Avery hooked me. All right. Well, that's good news. So until next time, Fish, don't hook up with Ben while I'm gone. I'm a fish. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.